0: Hey guys, and welcome to the third time that I'm trying to introduce this fucking episode. This episode's about (laughs) Tiger and Bunny. And uh, my apologies, we didn't air the... Actually, we didn't record the Evangelion episode because there were some scheduling issues. It will be on our schedule sometime soon. I don't know when, but, you know... uh, Yeah, that's it. So this episode's about Tiger and Bunny.
1: Alright, so for new folks who are uh, joining us for the first time, uh, Get Life Podcast Kunai is a monthly anime discussion podcast under the Get Alive group, and due to the nature of our discussion on this podcast, we cannot avoid spoilers, right, we can't avoid spoilers of the show that's being discussed. So, for the shows that are based off of an existing piece of work, like a manga, game, etc., uh, we're not going to be covering the source, we're going to be covering the anime only. So... If you want to listen to our other episodes, we can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and soon Google Play. And if you want to recommend episodes for us to listen, watch, and cover on Kunai, uh, send us our suggestions on Twitter at g a l p uh, k u n a i, or uh, via email at galp.pa at gmail.com. Uh, the only thing we ask of you is that you suggest shows that are 30 episodes or less, because don't have time to cover shows that are longer, quite frankly.
2: So, as for general info on this show, um, Tiger and Bunny is a superhero action show based off an original concept done by Kazuhiko Tamura, the head of, this, of Studio Sunrise. It aired during spring to summer 2011. It was done by Sunrise, the Studio 6, and it was directed by Keishi Sato.
0: All right. Fun fact about Studio Sunrise is that they're the... The same studio that's done Gundam and Inuyasha and oof, one of my favourite animes of all time. Love Life.
2: Is that what foreshadowing Bishop of Mish? Is that foreshadowing? What
0: what do you mean? Foreshadowing? Do you
2: know what a do you know what a foreshadowing is?
0: No, I don't know what a foreshadowing is. enlighten me, Tyson. Shed your light, light upon you. me.
2: I shall, shall enlighten you then. Foreshadowing is when you say it is when you get a feeling or say that uh, series of wars that will have consequences later
0: oh is it why oh because are, are i said my him? one of my favorite anime love life nico ni 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 she doesn't even say that in the anime but i you know what before we actually get on this episode i really want to say that if you guys love nico as much as i do send me a tweet increase my nico folder on my phone because recently it was deleted and for only a picture of nico a month you can make me happy
2: for, oh, for uh, only one! Wow, you're 31. already me at a place. One, one
0: a month, dude. I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking send me a Nico picture using our Twitter page at Galp and yeah, uh, I think hashtag
1: we should get Think of the Children hashtag Think of Bish. Hashtag... Think, oh, of Bish. Hashtag... <laughs> think of Bish. Nice.
0: We should get like a charity setup where we don't take donations. We just take pictures of Nico.
2: Okay, Kevin, do you have some information for us before we start the yeah. discussion?
1: Yeah, so, (laughs) for those of you who are not familiar with Tiger and Bunny, um, it stars uh, this fictional city called uh, Stonebuild, right? And the two main protagonists are Naruto and Sas... Wait, Wait, what's this? Oh, wait, sorry, my bad. It stars Tiger and Bunny.
0: What? I don't get the joke, dude. Was that supposed to be a joke? Was that supposed to be funny?
1: Oh, no, you'll see later, don't worry. You'll you'll see why. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm intrigued now. Continue. But anyways, it stars... Uh, Wildo Tiger and Barnaby Brooks Jr., right? And they are two superheroes amongst many in Sternville, this fictional city of the future where there are a bunch of superheroes, you know, saving the day just like your regular old superheroes, but they're all part of a huge game show that's sponsored by huge corporations like Pepsi and, I think, uh, SoftBank and a bunch of other corporations, right? So, it's a very original twist on the er er same old... um, superhero uh anime mm. so yeah that's basically the gist of it
0: can we get into first impressions because i really really want to talk about this oh, um sure let's in, get in terms
2: of let's get Bish out of the way before he <laughs> steamrolls either of us
0: yeah let me just explode myself my opinions all over you guys it might be a bit sticky so um, um okay sure I did not i i
2: did not need that mental image
0: in regards to the first impressions of this anime, this was during a time. This is one of my first anime as well. I think maybe the third or fourth one. And fun fact, it was not suggested by Daniel at all. Just saying. So. Really? It was well, not. No, com- it
2: wasn't. color me
1: surprised?
0: Yeah, I mentioned Daniel on every episode you know, that I suggest, but it wasn't suggested. Every by Danil. episode
1: that you suggest is always one of the first ones you watch.
0: It is because. You know, I love them a lot. I'd never actually suggested Toradora, though, which I'll never do. But anyway, um, the person that suggested this anime to me was my sister, my twin sister. Um, Shout out at Noodle Cloud, (laughs) go and follow her on Twitter. Um, But anyway, we were watching Persona 4, and then she goes up to me and she's like, You have to watch Tiger and Bunny. And I'm like, Oh my god, I don't like your anime. I hate her anime suggestions. She really annoys me with it, because she's like, She only watches either. She watches the same anime over and over again, so she'll watch Attack on Titan like five times, or watch Tiger and Bunny like ten times, or whatever. She doesn't want to try new anime, so when she suggested um, Tiger and Bunny, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So I went and watched it, and from then on, I just I was like, "This is fucking amazing!" Like, with within the beginning, within like the first couple of episodes, you're tied in, you're straight into the action. You know, you don't know what the fuck's going on, and then it's revealed to you that there is some sort of reality tv show and that's that is very intriguing to me and i think that's the reason i stayed on to watch tiger and bunny because you know action isn't really my um my forte i'm normally into shoujo anime and romances but even this anime has some of that as well which i was kind of surprised about and first impressions it just left a great taste in my mouth really um i'll hand it over to you kevin because you know you seem like you want to talk
1: all right so to be honest Usually, um, if you listen to the, our past episodes, I usually go something like, well, I mean, I watched this anime because I had to for the podcast, and I kinda, you know, had a better opinion of it, uh, as time went on, but, from the get-go, I have to say that I was pretty excited for Tiger and Bunny, right? so just cause the synopsis is so weird, cause when Bitch first described it to me, alright, he said it's like, alright, it's, it's a superhero anime, but, they're being sponsored by huge corporations, right? And it's a game show. So right off the bat, uh, the the plot is pretty original, right? And it's pretty fun. And because mm. of that, the anime is really interesting, right? Because you, you want to watch it to see how they tackle the, this format that they've chosen, right? Uh, and I find that it's actually pretty funny. It's, however, it's kind of awkward at the same time having all those logos, you know, flashing your face, you know, having all that product placement, because obviously some of these uh, companies, I think... Actually, all of them are real-life companies, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of awkward having that much product placement in a show, right? That's kind of constantly in your face. That's what stuck out to me. But they did a good job of, you know, parodying your typical superhero uh, shows and movies, right? For example, uh, Wild Tiger, the beginning especially, there's this huge trope where he just breaks shit everywhere. And, you know... It reminds you of super movies, right? Where shit just gets mm-hmm. destroyed, right? But I think
0: even his show, design, find. even his his uh, design, kind of reminds me of Batman yeah, he, he, as well. It's quite, quite funny. Yeah. But
2: yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if I should call it a. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, <clears throat> with the description of it being a parody. It's just that it takes inspiration from previous superhero works to work its, uh, to work its setting. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think
0: Eng- to some Eng- extent Eng- it is a parody on superhero films, especially this was released in a time when you know Marvel were releasing a lot of superhero films, mm-hmm. so was DC, and he done a it a in a way of, was kind of funny. I have to admit. Yeah,
1: it I actually it breaks have, the fourth wall at some
2: moments. Mm-hmm. I actually have. Watch. I actually have a list of movies that this could have taken inspiration from released before 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what I have here is that before 2011. Superhero movies that were released: X-Men's one to three, Batman Begins, Spider-Man's one to three, The Dark Knight, X-Men Origins, Iron Man one and two, Thor, and both in uh, and both Hulk movies. It could have taken inspiration from any of those. And mo- and to be honest, superhero movies weren't and superhero movies weren't as big as they are today, but. At least there were those kind of, there were those kind of uh, references that they that the enemy may have had. I think
0: the enemy may have had those references, but at the same time, if you look at those films, if you look at Thor, he fucks up Greenwich in his whole. Nothing happens. There's no consequences to what happens in these superhero films, and as Mm -hmm. Kevin mentioned, that you know he gets fined. That's in itself, I think, is a parody on
1: the whole. It's breaking the fourth wall, yeah. Yeah, Because while you're watching these superhero movies, you're going like. He's well, destroying half the city, yet nothing's happening to him. Exactly, He's getting yeah. praise, right? And they're they're parodying this because they're going, all right. We we realize that this is something ridiculous. We're gonna add this to the show, right? So mm-hmm. that's something that sticks out to you. It I makes s- you laugh because they're really self conscious about it. And
0: stuff, I also right? think that um, the product placement in itself can be considered a form of parody as well, because um, yeah. you know we see it in the Captain America films and in some films. They will have a scene where they're just in the apps, uh, in the sorry, not the app store. They're just in, you know, the Apple store, just browsing for whatever. You know, that's I don't know.
2: That's an over product so placement, but that's that's there's
0: one a- kind of product placement issue. And I also think that it's it's quite interesting because there are moments where certain characters are reluctant to do ad advertisements within the anime. Like Blue Rose is one of them, and it's kind of. I think it's not necessarily breaking the fourth
2: wall, but it's hitting it at that point, you know. Maybe. But I don't... I find it myself difficult to agree with the form that Tiger and Body may be a parody because I saw the no, deducting not it's a points parody. part... I'm just saying
0: more so that it has moments not it, where it's not parodying it, yeah. some not it, of those not, films. I'm not saying not, that the, the anime itself is a, a parody because it's not. Howe-
2: however, I saw the deducting points of stuff more as a um, as a sort of product of having a point system. Um, I didn't saw it as a, any sort of mockery of mockery of what superheroes tend to do. It's just that okay. So you're gonna for before people that may, mainly know the format of what is a game show, um, the it, the the scoring system has to has to reward and also has to punish people so I saw it most as a byproduct of that instead of saying like there may be um, that interpretation can be valid suggesting that uh, Wild Tiger um, has this knack of destroying pretty much everything on his path in order to save people but seeing as um, I find myself disagreeing with with, with that uh, with that appreciation of uh, deducting uh, points Kevin?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean I can definitely see where you're coming from but at the same time, I, like Bish, I think that it's not just a coincidence. Not, not, it's not mere happenstance, you know? Um, it, think of it as a double whammy. Yeah, at the same time, it fits in real well with their game show format, but they're using that opportunity to make fun of, you know, other previous movies and films, right? And it's mm-hmm. not just films, either. Uh, if you think Comic books, it, uh, of course. Comic books, and to a large extent, to a very large extent, uh, you know, superhero shows like Spider-Man, Batman, right? These were mm-hmm. huge back in the 80s and 90s, right? So mm-hmm. they still are today. So oh, obviously I was going to you... call you out on that because I was going to be like, you, never... you don't know those cartoons well, that I so watch well, as a kid. Damn
0: you, Kevin! <laughs> well,
1: that was before I was born, right? But I know that, you know, for your generation and for Tyson's generation, it's probably um, really huge, right? So mm-hmm. it's not just a coincidence that they put yeah. all those references to the industry, if you will consider be mm-hmm. superhero anime industry uh out there and i thought it was really clever uh at the same time though uh concerning my first impressions uh i think that the anime in itself like the idea it screams japan because i was watching this uh the first few episodes on the bus to auto right and uh, mm-hmm. with my cadet friends and to put it lightly they're not very well seasoned in terms of japanese culture or anime yeah. right so so when well, they why... look over at me okay. and they they see me watching an anime with like People in mech suits and you know those etchy moments, especially with Blue Rose, which is yeah, really okay. awkward. Uh, I can tell that they're they're asking themselves questions and like silently judging me, right? So it, mm-hmm. it's a very uh, Japanese anime, you know. And, I see what you in mean. In a good but way,
0: it, it's kind of odd because there are some animations that don't necessarily look that they were produced from a Japanese studio, kind of like a um, panty and stocking. You know that looks very westernized. That kind yeah. of stuff more. But I think it, it's great that they did it like this as opposed to doing it as a comic book style, you know? Because I don't want to be watching something that's reminiscent of the old Spider-Man animations or yeah. or something like that because it it just feels like it's been done before, you know? And we rarely kind of see these Japanese-style animations for superheroes. You know, we don't see that a lot.
1: Well, now that you bring it up, actually, um, I, I think that tiger and bunny actually has a few western influences when it comes to animation and art style because i think that uh kotatsu and blue rose like their their noses even like they're not their typical uh, you know very pointy anime noses i think they're more mm-hmm. uh, inspired by western styles right which is again uh possibly a reference to your old uh, superhero shows no i wouldn't uh, say so
0: as as um as that i would say I wouldn't say that they're references to the old superhero films, because if you look at the old Spider-Man film, he didn't have a nose at all. He was kind of like Voldemort. Let's be honest there. Um,
1: but that's because like he had a mask on, though, right?
0: Yeah, but so does Tiger, and so does a lot of other characters within this anime.
2: Anyway, so... Tyson, your first impressions? To introduce, um, this anime was gifted to me by Bish. I didn't even know of its existence, but... Also, also the fact that I had to pay for Hulu to watch it. So, <laughs> if, anyway, it's because it, it, it's it's me. Like, if, if for those um, who follow me on Twitter, I audibly bitch about Hulu because I hate that service. But it doesn't Hulu, come to you're the listening. point. Do not sponsor us. Whoa,
0: um, whoa! So. You're just calling out Hulu like that, Hulu. Um.
2: Okay. Anyway, just so, sponsor
0: Tyson. Just give money to Tyson just so he can...
2: Just to piss him off. Just to so piss him it, off. Send him so, a lot of money. So so he can advance my already high secret budget? <laughs> yep. Possibly, yeah. I'll, I'll set that. I'll set anything that will increase my worth.
0: But but the thing is, you have to like suck Hulu's dick in terms of... Sorry, not suck Hulu's no, dick. I no, no, like, no. You need to, no. it's your you need job to promote is... the shit out of Hulu. You need you're to you're wear the like newly Hulu appointed t-shirt. director
1: of fanfic and social media, so it's your job now. No, oh he's, my he's God. now oh my God. Sir Tyson
0: of fanfic. That's Tyson's new title. Sir, Sir Tyson. Knighted. He was knighted by me, and sponsored by Hulu. So it's Sir Tyson of fanfic. He will be a superhero. Sponsored no. by Hulu. That's that's Is, his whole will title.
1: That, Tyson will Tyson in a plate of armor with a giant Hulu logo on it? You know, oh yeah, nice. Will that be on my business card? <laughs> that what? will be yes. on your
0: business yes. card. No, you won't you'll have meet a someone card. from Hulu, and they'll be like, what the fuck?
1: No, just gonna be really you won't really even to have it. a business card. Your business card will literally be a statue of yourself in armor with Hulu logos plastered all over. Right? Potentially. That's, that's the only thing I we're going to
2: um, If we're going to go that far, might as well build a suit that has
1: <laughs> Hulu's logo all over the thing. Well, yeah, but you can do that.
0: you got the secret budget. I don't.
1: I'm not paying yeah, for that. You have to commission Saito to help you build the suit. We I don't think more like so
0: Titan's business card it, what it's going to be it's just going to be instead of the Kunai logo it's just going to have the text of the Kunai logo and it's just the Hulu logo on top of it <laughs> and it'll say Hulu <laughs> on, but
2: I, uh, but, but then Hulu if you're, you're listening
0: risk, please sponsor us
2: but then I would be at risk of getting a lawsuit over maybe, no 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 it's lawful Hulu Hulu
0: Hulu would love it because, you know, you're you're giving them free promotion and you normally <laughs> chat shit about them. So they want to get you on their side. So they're like, Tyson, thank you for doing this. Here's oh a job at Hulu. <laughs> anyway, but by the way, anyone listening, we are not sponsored by Hulu. And Hulu, if you're listening, sponsor us. Tyson, <laughs> continue your point.
2: Okay, so this wasn't introduced to me by Bish. I had to pay for Hulu to watch it. And at first, I didn't really know what to think because um, I'm usually averse to this superhero craze that has been drowned in the media recently, mostly the superhero movies and this cinematic universe that Marvel is trying to build within these kind of movies. And Mm -hmm. I've done a pretty good job of trying to steer clear away from it, but it almost always um, leaks onto my timeline, someone excited by X superhero movie or Y superhero movie. And I go like oh we're gonna this is gonna be one of those days so regarding to my dislike of superhero movies i didn't really know what to think of tiger and bunny and thought that this would be a show that in the end i would have to watch for kunai it's not something that i would watch out of my own accord but as Mm i progressively gone through the show i did saw how the concept was interesting because you throw superheroes in in a game show environment and then the introduction of the um of the relationship between kotetsu and barnaby and i think that made me stay for the first core but it was on the second core that it was um when it really sold me in on the whole concept and for reference, um, I'm referring to the first core as the as, as episodes 1 to 13, and the second core, episodes 14 to 25. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, before Jake is defeated and after Jake is defeated. Right? Exactly. I right. like, like to see it before Barnaby gets a stick out of his ass and after Barnaby gets a stick out of his ass. Because he, <laughs> there's a noticeable personality change, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think with Tyson, I think that the second half is a lot better, like, a better than the first it, half, right? It, really?
2: It, it, it is better in a well, lot of well, things, for, for instance, if, um, like, the pace, the structure of the second half is way better than anything that yeah. was done on the, so, on the first half.
1: If you're watching, uh, if you're listening to this right now, and, you're, you know, you're watching Tiger and Bunny, and you're like, oh my god, I don't want to watch Tiger and Bunny, I want to drop it, and you're still in the first half, give it a chance, you know, just... I'll I don't think episodes, the first the half, half is that
0: bad. I actually like the first half. It's not
1: that it's bad, it's just
2: that the second half is better than the first. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. what I'd say.
1: It's first, just large in part, from me personally, it's large in part due to Barnaby's attitude in the first half. I just okay. could not stand it. What
0: I like about the first half mainly is the fact that because this is obviously an original story, they give you that kind of backstory as to what's going on. You get introduced to the characters, you get introduced to the whole anime itself and obviously i do understand that you know bunny bitches a lot but i don't know if he didn't redeem himself in the second bit do you think that the second half of the show wouldn't be as good
1: it's just i i think um tyson summed it up really well in his uh, before he started the podcast uh the recording is that i i find that the first half was very much this revenge plot where Barnaby was like, "I have to kill, or kill my parents, right?" And it was like, it was like Batman, right? So I would see Exactly. Barbie, like exactly. Nagisa, Nagisa. What? Who? Who got his parents <laughs> wait, killed? Wait, wait, no, no, no. Nagisa, stop, stop right there, into Barnaby, Kevin, please, right? stop right there. It's an Why? alternate universe. What? What's this got to do with Nagisa? Blonde hair. I don't know. I just thought of Nagisa <laughs> for some reason when I was looking at Barnaby,
0: Okay. We, this is the one time I was gonna say okay. By the end of this recording, I would have been like, "This is the first time we didn't." About no, free. I, well done, sorry, guys. Sorry. And then you have to talk about Nagisa.
2: <laughs> but it, but yeah, um, I do think <laughs> I do think that uh, Barnaby, like Kevin is hinting, is just a an honorable mention or honorable reference to Batman because Batman is also a revenge tale. Just in, since Kevin brought it up, um, I also talk about this off the air that I'm generally not fond of revenge stories, so. Mm-hmm. That's why I found the first half to be a little bit weaker, and then and the second one, and the second one I felt that it was cheap, a certain development that we can talk later when we get the story, mm-hmm. uh, that it, that I it did feel kind of cheap returning to that original uh, to the uh, to that original revenge tale, so. <clears throat> But I suppose a lot of things can be uh, discussed in further detail in regards to the story. But about first impressions, I really didn't know what to think of it. And as, I, and as I watched, it became this show that I only watched for Kunai. And the and the other half like, this is really good. This is really, really good. Kevin?
1: I mean... We might as well start the story now because we've already done first impressions and they go hand in hand, right? And on that, Mm -hmm. I would like to comment. I I think that, you know, it's just that there's this huge personality change, right? Between this first half and second half of Barnaby because I think the first half is 1 to 13, right? In episode 14, Mm -hmm. when he's reintroduced again, he acts super nice, right? Which is completely out of character for him if you watch the first half. So this nice change in dynamic between the two main characters uh, from being these two bitter rivals. Like, I, I like to s- compare Barnaby and Tiger to uh, Sasuke and Naruto, you know, because I do think that there's lots of parallels you can draw between them, you know? Like, uh, Barnaby and Sasuke being very, like, re- serious revenge-driven people, uh, and, you know, Tiger now, and Naruto being more relaxed, kind of, like, you know, klutzes, in a way.
2: Small correction, because it, it will bug me. Naruto isn't really driven by revenge, Sasuke is.
1: No, that's what I meant, no, Sa- Barnaby and Sasuke are like parallel. And,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, um, on that I can agree.
1: And Tiger and Naruto are parallels because you know they're both kind of klutzes, underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. They're really passionate, right, but about different things. Barnaby again is like Batman, right? Because he explicitly states that he's in this to Avengers' parents, and he's, he's always talking about like points. I look at the points all the time, right? Whereas uh, Kotetsu, he believes in being a hero. But I would to say more people, so it's right? because of his backstory. So that's why I'm. Tr-
0: uh, you know, you had um, what's, what's that guy's name again? Um, Kotetsu, uh, whose backstory? Barnaby? What was, what was that guy? Shit, I forgot mm-hmm. his name. The, the who, Ben? No, the,
2: the promoter, his whole boss.
0: You know, that scene where they were in the bank, his daughter, and that other superhero kind of comes in, Mr. Oh, Legend. oh Mr. Legend, yeah. Mr. Legend.
2: Um, he's inspiration, he's inspiration.
0: The, that's the thing, Kotetsu's only like that because he had that experience with Mr. Legend and he saw him. Being a hero, you know what I mean, and there's a difference, you know, that Mm -hmm. we have that kind of backstory it's similar to another superhero. I can't remember which one Uh, it was in my mind. I kind of forgot it now. In real life, there was a superhero that has a similar uh, backstory to
2: to Kazetsu, but I kind of forgot
0: what. No, I was gonna say Spider Man, but it has nothing to do with Spider
1: Man. No, no, definitely, I
0: forgot which superhero it was in my mind. It just Mm. floated away anyway.
1: Like, I think the second half is also better because like you said Vish, the first half it's mainly there to you know give you a context you know introduce mm-hmm. you to the the idea of the anime the the world you know stern build in general uh, and the second half builds upon that and I think mm-hmm. it, a good example of this is the, like the last few episodes where there's lots and lots of personal moments where you get to know uh, the characters better especially uh, tiger right there are lots of kaide and Kutatsu moments you get to see the relationship between them the struggles that Uh, tigers facing, right? So, those moments really make or break an anime for me, right? And I I think the second half handled it really well. Mm.
2: Tyson? So, did anyone else felt that, um, and and this is something that I found kind of parallelisms with shows like Pokemon, Digimon, or any other show that specializes in giving sort of like a master of the week kind of episode. Because Mm -hmm. uh, it it was really pronounced on the first half, Every single episode had a different enemy that the heroes must it must face. So, mm-hmm. the concept of the the concept of the game show permeated through the whole um to the whole first half, and it really and it lost relevance on the second half. It's like two, it's like watching two different stories, or if um I don't know, Tiger and Bunny was split into two seasons. Yeah. I could I I could barely tell. I, mm, I could tell the difference. If it was
0: split into two seasons, it would have been so. I I wouldn't have liked I, it. The reason being is because, as Kevin mentioned, it, it feels like two different story arcs, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to watch a season of anime that's just origin story. That would piss me off. You know, it wouldn't make yeah. me excited for a second season. I,
1: and I, it, that's just what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to see just a one season that's just origin mm-hmm. story. That's just bullshit. It, it wouldn't have worked either because. In my opinion, the first half is also less structured in terms of the plot, right? There, like you said, Tyson, there's just every episode, there's these random criminals. It's like a slice of life format for the first season. There's these random mm-hmm. criminals, and they go out to defeat those criminals, right? Yeah. And the Jack thing is kind of thrown in at the last few episodes, so it's not a very structured plot that I would want in a standalone season, right? So, again, it's only there to warm you in to the second half. That's where the enemy shines.
2: I, I don't know, Kevin... I mean, shows like Digimon and Pokemon are relevant just by Master of the Week format.
1: Yeah, but those are very, very long-running shows. Right? They aren't just—it's not a single-season thing. Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon, Naruto, Bleach; those are huge shonen anime. Right? They—they they have bunch like a whole no. bunch of seasons. Right? A no. no. of episodes. No, no, let me stop. It you. does right. not
2: work for. No, let me stop you right there because Naruto, Bleach. I mean, think think of any anime, and usually Master of the Week is. This type of, the type of format reserved mostly for kids' shows. So that's why I mentioned Pokemon, Digimon, that they have kind of like a single enemy throughout the whole episode, or if they're during an arc, then spans for like two, three, four episodes. It depends, but, mm-hmm. um, but it has nothing to do with it being long running. It's just a matter of the structuring of the format of of the show. That was no, but- the, that's more what I'm
1: uh, geared towards critiquing.
2: Uh, when yeah. I say they, they, the whole Monster of the Week thing.
1: The reason I brought up the fact that, you know, the shows that you mentioned are long-running is because, like Bish said, I think that Tiger and Bunny is pretty clear that this was meant from the get-go to be a 24, 25 episode anime. It's not, it was never intended to be split into separate seasons, and it wouldn't work just because, like I said, the first half is terribly structured if it were a standalone anime. It would be complete and utter shit. Right, I'll be honest with you. It would not work as a standalone season, right? In terms of format, in terms of pacing, like it can, it wouldn't work. Like, for example, mm-hmm. Gangster. Um, I, I know that I kind of went on a rant about that on Twitter when that finished. That, uh, that anime just ended abruptly because it seemed like the animators just stopped animating after the 12th episode because it ended in a cliffhanger was unsatisfying and stuff, right? And if they did that with Tiger and Bunny we would have had, like, another gangster, right? And it, it would, have been, would have been really bad.
2: We, we already had this discussion, Kevin, because on the case of Gamsta, you know that uh, Manglove went bankrupt, so uh, th- th- there's a little bit that they can do in regards to that. And it will have to get to the, produ- to the production committee to assign Gamsta to another studio if they want to do it. But that is not the case in Tiger and Bunny. Tiger and Bunny was done completely by Studio Sunrise. And yes, of course, Eve's... Was planned to be a 25 episode. That's something that's determined in the production committee, yeah. like, like from the get from the get go. But what I'm trying to argue here is that, <clears throat> like the like the first half, it could it, it could have worked as a se- as a separate season, just going by. Um, ju- just by going monster, monster, of the, monster of the week format, and just minimal, minimizing a little. The kind of of relationship that uh, Tiger and Bunny has of rivalry. And also the thing with the other superheroes. Like, Tiger and Bunny was structured to a 25-episode thing. Even though that first half and second half feel completely different. But what I'm trying to argue here is that it could have worked as two separate seasons. Just minimize the amount of of character development on the first season and then just go wild on the second one. Just go wild.
1: Alright, um, so I think that I'm going to wrap up this conversation because we've been going on for a while unless Bish has been out of course mm-hmm. but it, it's pretty clear that n- none of us are going to back down so uh, I think we agree to disagree here but the thing is like you said the two cores are so radically different. Okay, if the first one was this slice of life thing with little to no character development right and i watched it say if it were a standalone season and i watched the first season i and i went my god this thing sucks do you think that no matter how good the second season actually is you think that an average viewer who has had a bad impression of the first season would go on to watch the second one like months after they've watched the first right Mm
0: -hmm. i agree completely with that and I, i agree with your point saying that you know if it was just one season and they just cut off like at 12 episodes and it was one season it really would have let it down, to be honest. Um, but let's talk about characters. And this is very interesting, and I really want to talk about this a lot because uh, we mentioned before that some characters are... You know, get some sort of inspiration from other comic books and other superheroes in general. Um, so within the team, within the Hero TV cast, you know, you have your your main cast. You've got Sky High. You've got... Um, you got Katetsu, who's Tiger, you have Barnaby Brooks Jr who's Bunny, you have Dragon Kid, you have uh, Fire Emblem and who else do you have? Rock Bison? There's Rock Bison a... and who else? Or- Origami Cyclone. <laughs> oh, he's always forgotten about. I feel so bad that I
2: forget about him now and <laughs> yeah. they just make fun of him in the anime because <laughs> oh, everyone <wow. laughs> forgets about him. It's
1: kind of the point to be honest, but yeah, I, I do kind of feel kind of bad for him.
2: Oh, even though he had a whole yeah, episode dedicated I really to him. Do.
1: He he's really the underdog. I mean, he is. But he, the thing is, he has. Is to if you think about it, and, meet, and you never see him use it other than that one time in the episode. That, that's it. That's the only time you see him use his power. And after and that, it, he just. And uses the thing, thing is, he
0: only gets his points by accident. That's something he, I've he, realized within within Hero TV. He only gets his points by accident. He doesn't actually go actively to to seek out someone. He just gets them by accident. Might trip someone over. Oh shit! I got some points. That's that kind of thing. That's why he's always he, low rank.
2: But I never saw um, Origami Cyclone as, uh, as this kind of character who's just the uh, stepping stone, really. It's just, um, mm. what, what I feel at least in regards to Origami Cyclone is that he's this hero that has this power and don't, doesn't know how to use it. I don't know if it was done because um, when they were oh. setting it, it, when the character designer and the producer and the director were in, a, in <clears throat> wearing a desk and saying, hey... What power should we, should we get to this and probably are we gonna just uh an afterthought? That's, a, that's it That's the it, thing th- that's how I, it felt like I
0: really I really enjoy his powers, but and you know, he's kind of like an underplay character as well, but at the same time I think he has one of the most useful powers out of the whole cast. To be I, honest. Like if in a real arguable. life situation if said if someone said, Bitch you can have one of the next powers, which one would you want?
1: I would take Origami Cyclone's power because morphing into other people, that's kind of badass. No, but in terms of, I think that's against the point, though, because the whole point of his uh, episode is that uh, just like other people at the school, his powers were less useful in terms of combat, right? Because he can't really use it in the middle of combat, you know? Mm -hmm. The moment where he did use it in the episode was very specific, right? Um, I agree with Kevin. I don't think, I don't see how his power would be useful. I mean, at least for Kaido. Like, she, that's pretty fucking sick, right? She reminds me of, um, was it Rogue from X Men? Like
0: yeah, she's basically a yeah. Rogue character. Or, um, Nathan, was it Nathan? No, shit. Not Nathan Petrelli from Heroes, the other guy from Heroes. Peter Petrelli from Heroes. He, if you guys know what Heroes is, it's basically, um, it's a TV show from ages ago. Kevin, you might not even remember it. You don't think you were born Probably, at that time?
2: yeah. Never. Tyson,
0: you know what Heroes is, right? Yeah, I know no? what Heroes is. Okay, so basically in Heroes, there's a character called Peter Petrelli who's similar to Rogue in the sense that they can take um, someone's someone else's power. But unlike Rogue, the thing is with Rogue, she can take someone's power, but that person doesn't have that power anymore while Rogue is using it. To be honest, I... To be, to be honest, I... Can... Copies powers in a sense. She doesn't take someone's power away from them. She just copies. She's them.
1: Kirby. She's literally Kirby. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> that, mean, would love that Oh it. my
1: god, I would love that. to see like a Kirby, like Kirby cosplaying Sky Day. That would, <laughs> I, I have to see a the something fun? out of that. No, but that that'd be so cute though. Like, the it'd be funny. the, the, admit the
2: it, it'd, it'd be funny. The one thing that I thought of was of another anime that also has, um, that also develops a story around the main character having a uh, a way of copying uh, the wishes power. is yamada and the Seven Wishes. This, mm-hmm. like, uh, the main character, yamada has the ability to copy other wishes powers via kiss. So that's who I thought of when I saw Kaede uh, being able to copy powers. And again, probably my superhero uh, reference is very poor. I don't actively seek this out. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I can, I can only have that as a frame of reference. Mm-hmm. But, um, let's
1: There's something that I wanted the to... The two main characters. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, arguably, they are the most developed characters of the mm-hmm. entire cast, right? So, so, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's move on to Barnaby later, all right? But let's, let's start with Kotetsu, all right? <laughs> okay, Wild Tiger.
2: You don't want to okay. shit on, on, on Barnaby. The, no, in this no. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll no, save think... the best for last. No, I think what we
0: should do is we should go to the the lesser-known characters and talk about them and talk more about their sponsorships as well. That's one thing I want to talk about. Okay, I'm going to start off with Sky High because, as you guys know, Sky High, I'm just going to say it out now, Sky High is my favorite character. Um, Okay. Only Mm -hmm. because he's so... He's he's everything I wanted from this anime. Let's just say that. The reason I say that is... the
1: ultimate bro.
0: Elaborate. He's the ultimate bro, and also because... He's very helpful, he's very energetic, and there was moments where obviously he wasn't so energetic, and that was during his his character episodes when he fell in love with an android, which I don't think Tyson's too impressed with. But, for me, that was really nice, because I was like, oh man, this anime could only get better from here, and they oh. got better because they included that romance, which I thought was fucking amazing. I thought it was very
1: half that was such a half assed romance. Okay, I would
2: I will leave this call, guys. I I will say this right now. The episode with Sky High, where it was the protagonist of it, I felt it was the weakest episode of all of Tiger and Bunny. Of all of Tiger and Bunny. I have to admit, yes. But at the same time, it was refreshing
0: for me. Because, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be honest, yes. It it doesn't have that much... It's a shitty episode. When you admit it, I understand that. But at the same time, I enjoyed it because...
2: I love you, romance
0: you, anime. And this was a such a bad romance.
2: Precisely why I can't take that seriously. Because you... Uh. Do you like it because you like romance? Sky High... Yeah, I, I do. I p- but can you
0: How take p- Sky High seriously anyway as a character? I don't think so. He's not really a serious character
1: anyway.
2: But, but However, if you, t- if you take a look at Sky High like, in his fundamentals. He's just a forever alone guy. And that romance with the he felt really funny Forced. that's how we felt to me we felt really you know addicted, what tyson really i forced. i thought
0: i was i was like i kind of felt a connection with sky high i felt that he kind of reminded me of myself and because you're shitting on sky high you're effectively shitting on me tyson wait so basically nice. what
1: guys to translate that's just saying that he's a very nice guy but he's he's doomed to be forever alone right that's so. true
0: and remember, this is, it, it, this is where ha, we plug in. This is where we plug in. Hashtag get bitch laid. No, but that's over no. now because you accepted
1: your fate. You're going to be forever alone, forever. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: I, mean, if, I, if, I, I would rather not uh, devolve <laughs> this analysis into um, idea, identity politics. If I'm not. <laughs> um, um, but, that, but that's really just me, so... When I'm trying to go with this. Don't take it personal. You, you, you feel okay, no, like, no, so I did because, I was, because I was, I'm cheating Tyson. on your favorite character, oh, Tyson. I was cool.
0: making a joke, but okay. Uh, another thing, what I like about Sky High is I've put a link in the Skype chat. He reminds me a lot of the Rocketeer.
1: Way before I was born, no idea what the fuck that is,
0: dude. He, he was like a. It's it's a comic from the '80s. That's a, a lot. Anyway, it's, it's an anime, uh, not an anime, shit, it's a comic that was, <laughs> it's set, it's made in the 80s, but it was set in kind of the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. So basically what it is, is like, in a, in a way, he's kind of like Iron Man, but he's just a pilot with a jetpack. And that's basically what Sky High is. And his character design looks very similar, and I can only assume that he had some sort of character no. design from that. Okay.
2: Who possibly. knows? Make it, who knows? Maybe the Rocketeer is the inspiration for Sky High.
0: Potentially, that's what oh, I know, think because the helmets yeah. look pretty similar, and he say. also has a jetpack.
1: Yeah. So, it's... well, no, the helmet less so. I think it's just the rest of the suit looks similar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Honestly, but it, Yeah, but, Sky
2: but, High... it, but yeah, but remember when you design, uh, when it, you're a character designer and you you sit down with the director and say, "Okay, I want a character that does this, 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 and this," so. The director already gives you an idea of what he has in mind for a certain character, and the character designer builds his character around that. So for Sky mm-hmm. High, like, okay, a suit, let's put a rocket in it, let's make it look as cool as he as can. There, you got a character. There, you got mm-hmm. a character.
1: To be honest, uh, speaking of his mask, his helmet, it reminds me... I don't know if you guys play in Dead Space, but it reminds me of... Uh, of uh, okay. With the I know, yeah, yeah.
0: I know what you mean. Yeah.
1: And is it, is it me or... um? Is Sky High American? Because you know all the, the characters have nationalities, right? I don't yeah, know. I. It's High, not mentioned. Keep it. It's keep not keep mentioned,
0: keep it. but but looking at his um his design of his suit in particular, it does look pretty pretty American in terms of like uh, old American cars, you know, like Chevys from the 30s and the 40s, just because of that grill on his visor. Mm. And also because his name is Keith Goodman. I don't think you can get more American than that. It doesn't sound like a British name, but...
2: But, uh, but how can there you, you explain... It could be, the... he,
0: could, he could be Canadian.
2: But, uh, but, but Kevin, Do I, we don't nice. know. <laughs> he's super...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed, you... he's Canadian.
2: <laughs> but how can you explain um, the names of both... Uh, the real names of both Rock Bison and, uh, and Fire Emblem? Because... Let's check. You may, you may have given me the perfect segue to talk into art, but... We're discussing stories, so I'm just gonna withhold it here.
1: Um, mm-hmm. We'll save it for later, I guess.
0: But the okay. thing is, I thought I thought Rock Bison was um, of Latino origin.
1: Mm, I mm-hmm. think. How,
2: but how about Nathan? Uh, Fire Emblem. Mm. Definitely.
0: Another ha- thing I would say, you know, he's probably also American as well. Potentially. That's the thing. We don't okay. necessarily know, Thinks but know for certain sure. characters certain characters are kind of known to be of different origin. Like, you know, um, Tiger, he's obviously Japanese origin. Mm. Barnaby Brooks Jr., he's Ooh, British yeah. origin. Um, and also, Dragon Kid, he's Chinese. So
2: Yeah, yeah Dragon Kid's yeah. he, Chinese. Also, mm-hmm. um, for, um, at least from, from where I stand, Dragon Kid was, um, was poised to be probably one of the worst hero characters that I've ever encountered until her episode, mm-hmm. I, 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 well, a, a...
1: until her episode. But she was introduced. Mm-hmm. Her her episode was when she was introduced officially. No, it no, no. no. She, yeah, big, she appeared. She appeared before that, but mm-hmm. she didn't. You, you you only saw her. Right, you didn't know anything about. her. That's true. Her, you only got so. her as
0: appearances, as ca- mm-hmm. some kind of cameos, as opposed to seeing the, her as a character. The, the,
2: was the a thing fan. is that. That's the fate of secondary characters. They don't get as much screen time as, the, as the primary characters. Sky High mm-hmm. also falls on the boat of secondary characters. So those origami cycles, so those blue rolls, stuff like that. Yeah, are we, are we done Sky High or are we moving on to Dragon Kid now? I'm, I'm big, moving uh, uh, to Dragon Kid. I'm, okay. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to to switch up the conversation from Sky High to, to, to someone else. So, okay. so so at least, um, so at least Dragon Kid is a character that I felt no sympathy for until her episode. It was like. She, it, I don't know why, but apparently I got a thing for Sundares in the in, in this in this show, because Dragon King is a Blue Rose is a God
1: damn it! What, what is it with It's, the, it's more. What's up with the women in, in this it's, episode? It, it, it's more. It's more subtle for uh, Dragon King though. Like, he uh, was well, is this f- full on Sundare.
2: Right, well, Dra- well, Dragon King is also a tomboy, so you can explain some of like, some of that. Yeah. Okay, but...
0: Um, can I interject here? Yeah. Dragon Kid is essentially Chie Satanaka. Oh. Just saying. Oh my
2: god, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. b- just no, saying. What else? B- bish, bish! stop right there. Because I know what you want to do, and I'm not falling for that. I'm not. that. No, okay, Tyson, sorry. I'm sorry, tell I'm sorry, me.
0: Tyson. No, t- Tyson, if you know, tell me. Tell me what I wanted to do.
2: Okay. I'm so, not going to say she's best girl. If that's what no, you're going it, at, no, I'm not going to no, say like, that. No, if you're trying to frame me as liking Chie just because I have certain affinity for Dragon Kid, because she's a tomboy. Did no, I just, wasn't gonna, no. yeah, I I was gonna,
0: gonna say that be Believe that. me, I was not gonna say that. I was just gonna say how she reminds me of Chie. Um,
1: I, I was actually about to say that maybe he likes uh, Dragon Kid because she's short hair and she's a tomboy, right? which kind of fits the, the description.
0: No, no, okay. <laughs> Can I, may I interject? Uh, blue yep. Rose has blue hair and she has guns. So, but,
1: yes, it's but, a nice gun. not. But she's she does not follow the other criteria, though.
0: <laughs> What's the other okay. criteria? Uh, from what I know, it's blue hair and guns and ding ding ding. Um,
2: okay, uh, okay, 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 guys. Blue Rose has that. D- okay, jump into Best Girl. Blue Rose is our it. best girl, okay? Let's go back to characters. That's no, all we need. Let's go back That's to all
1: we Dragon need Kid, to know, right? okay? Tyson's we, confirmed we, it. You got Tyson. You, you pressured Tyson to confessing. But, anyways, uh, in terms of Dragon Kid, I agree with um, Bish, but have you guys watched Kill Bill? Or do you guys know yes. what Kill Bill is? Yes. yes. Because Dragon Kid is literally Chun-Li and Charles, which is a character what, from Hun Freezing. Chun-Li? Um, Where'd he get Chun-Li, Chun-Li from? Ch- Chun-Li's <laughs> Cosplay, from Kill Bill! Co- cos- I, no, no, no. No, but like, it's like the bride from Kill Bill and Chun-Li okay. and Charles from Freezing. We're all fused together because and, the, the yellow uh, tracksuit. No, suit, I would not say chun-, chun Wait, wait, wait.
0: Let me interject here. I would not say Chun-Li. I would say more so Chie because, you know... Uh, No, but she's like a Kung Fu master,
3: though. But Chie
0: is also a Kung Fu master. Actually, no, Chie isn't. But still, Chie is really into Kung Fu. So is Dragon Kid. And they're of similar ages as well. And they have the same bob haircuts. So, just saying. Um, Something that interests me about Dragon Kid more so is... You see her kind of grow, specifically within her episode as well. Yes. Um it's, it's like, that, way, that it's kind like of relationship way, with her parents as well,
1: it's something nice to see. It's one of the better nice um, character development episodes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. The secondary I, I
2: agree. I agree. And, if, and, and I think, I'm going I'm to go this far. I think her episode clashes with Blue Rose's episode as the best character-driven
1: uh, episode. Okay. I have to disagree with Blue Rose's episode, because mm-hmm. uh, I just had a bad taste of Blue Rose's, like... Um, what? Oh, uh, alter if, ego personality because I found that I, I think that you're just saying Blue Rose because not she's it, in was she too not. No, no, I'm
2: the I'm saying because Blue Rose is at least honest with honest with herself. She doesn't want to be a hero. She wants
1: to be a singer. And you know what you want know you Tyson speaking of Blue Rose. Since we're so eager to talk shit about um, forced relationships about between shis um, and. Uh, sky high let's talk about the forced fucking relationship the forced shit that's being shoved into your face um between tiger and blue rose right? i'm not I will, willing to accept I, that
0: ship at all i will I, I will
2: i will accept that that ship left a bitter taste in my mouth i don't mm-hmm. know how to how i feel about it maybe he was younger then was younger than maybe but yeah, as like, like a, big, as, well, as like old as he is no. yeah he's, he's he, According to the to the Tiger and Bonnie wiki, he's like in his late thirties, and Blue mm-hmm. Rose is like eighteen. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. The thing I don't is know how I feel about the that. The anime
0: show. as a seventeen year old, so exactly, it's kind of weird. And I think, uh, to be honest, I think um, I forgot his name now. Tiger. I think he deals with that in a beautiful way. You know, he, he's like he treats it as a crush. And he doesn't act on it. Which is great. I, you know? I, mean, I wouldn't go that Christ, far.
2: I wouldn't go that far. Because because he's kind of oblivious to it. Yeah, he's biggest oblivious. He's another Raku, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whoa, you're t- you're comparing him to uh, Raku, but okay.
2: No, but Raku's
1: um, like your typical... Uh, Dumbass. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He's your me
2: okay. one-on-one character, even though... Yeah, exactly. Jackie right contest, right from the book.
1: Right from the book. Even though... Going back
0: into... Going back into Dragon Kid... Um, she's very interesting, and, and we haven't really talked about her power. Her power, basically, she can summon lightning. That's what yeah, she's yes. like. It's to a bit storm. more well, not the
1: one, but Okay, what, what
0: else is it, Kevin?
1: No, I just find that it, her, her power is a bit more implicit than the, than the others. Like, for some characters, like, um, her and Iron Bull, specifically, I find that their powers are never explicitly stated. You just kind of have to look and notice. For her, you assume. it's lightning, right? And yeah. you notice that because they're a lightning, um... Whenever mm-hmm. she fights Right But mm-hmm. for Aaron Bull, It's like What the fuck Is his Aaron power he, He's in a suit that, That's it You, you mean Rock you know? Bison who do you mean Rock Bison Yeah Yeah Bison I uh, if, Where did I, Where I, did Ironbowl come uh, from His
2: superpower Was basically being powered By a suit Like
1: if, That's if it, That's it, not a superpower. That's just Any guy can just walk I don't know I don't it, any think so it, I think it, 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 Any, any power can put regardless. on a suit
2: That can That has like Drilling mechanics No In a way He reminded me of His suit design at least he reminded me from a enemy from Mega Man. And I, I'm not, not shitting not you.
1: I'm not shitting you. Mm. There's... Maybe Bish comment. I don't know about, much about Mega Man. I, to be I
0: know what you're talking about, but I would say more so he reminds me of uh, Big Daddy from Bioshock.
2: That, uh, that's one too, but I think that this enemy predates Bioshock. I think.
1: Not sure. Mm. But the helmet is not somewhere at all, though. Like, Big Daddies, they have a drill on their arm, right? And they're... There's that uh, steampunkish and like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. rock bison. This Atlantis-ish feel, but right? Bear, bear bear rock bison.
0: So that the, the suit. Yes, he does have the drill in the suit, but let's bear in mind that Tiger and uh, Bunny also have manipulations to their yeah. suit that it kind of allows them to use their powers more effectively. Rock Bison's power is basically super strength. Like he still has that super strength without the suit.
1: No, no. But the thing is, it's not. The thing is, the difference between something like super
0: strength. Let's be honest. Super. If you looked at someone and you you wouldn't expect someone to have super strength. You can't visibly see it. But something Mm -hmm. like um, Dragon Kid, you can physically see her powers when she's using it, or um, Blue Rose, or any number of characters. Rock Bison, you just don't see it. it. Doesn't mean. Necessarily, that he doesn't
1: have a power. No, it's just that it's like, it's. He definitely does not have like a hundred power like, uh, Barnaby or or Tiger, right? Because the thing is, if you were to take off their suits, Tiger and, uh, Bunny would be able to, uh, fight. Bison? I'm not so sure. No, Bison has
0: super strength. Yes, his suit does give him an advantage.
1: Because you don't really see him fighting without his suit.
0: But let's be honest, we can say the same thing about Sky High. No,
1: but he can actually create, like, um, airways with his arms. He, he can...
0: can, but he can't fly. And that's why they call him yeah, Sky but has... High. But he you know? has
1: a power without his suit. Right? Exactly. But so does Rock
0: like... Bison. So does Rock Bison. Believe me when I say this, you you see Rock Bison using his power without the suit in the film. And I'm not going to talk about the film, but I can assure you, he does have a power. All
3: right. Anyway, Let's, do the...
0: um, Let's just stop about here. Let's move on to another character. Yeah, um... The one character that I really, really, really like is—do you know
1: who it is? Anya's. Hmm. <laughs>
2: <Agnes>? <laughs> Bonjour, heroes. No. Oh no, no! <laughs> don't mention. <laughs> it. I knew that. Saito, Saito, also... isn't it? Saito. I, I knew that the French man would want to make fun of that line.
0: Of yeah. course. Well, he's not really French though. He's Canadian. No, but yeah,
2: no, no, but he speaks French, so I knew. Okay.
0: That. Okay. Fair enough. Um. One character that I really, really enjoyed was Saito. <laughs> Professor Saito. Yeah. He's so fucking hilarious. What I like about him, he's such a short man. And he speaks like he's <laughs> on an ASMR show. You can't hear him unless he's using the megaphone. Then he's screaming. And he's super hilarious. And the thing is, with his inventions, some of them are particularly some of them are useless. Like good luck mode. That does nothing. Literally, no. it does nothing.
3: Yeah, um, but still. And he's just know. done it for the
0: lols. No, he mentions it within the anime. They were like, oh, what does it do? And it was like, oh, yeah, it does nothing. It's just cool. (laughs) Which is, he's like the ultimate troll, which I love about him. Um, And, yeah, that's all I want to say about him. Another character that I really, really enjoy What do you think of
2: a Fire Emblem?
0: Fire Emblem? Yeah, I really like Fire Emblem. Um, Hmm. Not only because he's quite diverse as a character. It's like you rarely see... You rarely see characters that are black or Asian. Well, you obviously, obviously, always see Asian <laughs> characters in anime. But, I mean, you never see black characters in anime. Unless they're, like, foreign exchange in, you know, yeah. in a yeah. particular anime or something like that. And it was interesting. And also, he's, from I think, the first ever open gay character that I've seen in an anime. Which, you rarely kind of see that. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's very tropey.
2: An- I do admit, give- he's a... An- I'm gonna go as far as, a, and say that this is one of the few depictions, even though it's problematic, of black gay characters. Yeah, like that, that mm-hmm. in itself make, is it, a step forward. To, but you have one, you have the other, but you rarely see them together. And it's like yeah. media is like, um, the, this and this combined. What's that? Is this mm-hmm. even possible?
1: You know, like exactly such um, an odd thing. And it, that in itself, I think, uh, is a step in the right direction. It's, so mm-hmm. I props to uh, Sunrise for doing that, but. At the same time, I must begrudgingly note that, like this, that it's really—it's tr- a very stereotypical view of uh, the LGBTQ community, right? And I don't, I'm do not i not gay myself, so I don't know, but I can imagine that um, some gay people would have a problem with that, right? Because they're, that's a very specific view of gay people. And yeah, it's true that there are some gay people that do, are like that. You're generalizing an entire population, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the only problem I have, you know? I'm not saying that he's a bad character, you know, like the people were being, um, uh,
0: t- it's t- the thing more him, but... so I like about him is that there isn't any sort of negative connotation showed towards the character. You see what I mean? Like, it's not, they don't make him a shit character and also make him the gay character as well. I, you know what I, I, I mean?
1: Would, I would disagree though, because I think that in line with the tropes, there are moments where, like, he, he tries to, like, grope other characters, I think, and that's the sexualization. I think it's like a person. Yeah the sexualization of a gay person is a negative stereotype that's unfortunately uh-huh, uh-huh. associated with people, right? So that's not that's what kind of be uncomfortable in a sense, yeah. Like they, you know, because he is of a section uh, of a certain sexual orientation. Sorry, uh, they're portraying him doing this negative thing, right? And there's certainly more to the character than that, and that's they focused on that in certain scenes, which is something mm, I
0: but know. I think more so if you look at him as a character. I think he's very interesting. And the way that they kind of show his problems and things like that, I wouldn't say so much as the anime. I think the anime does a poor job of um, portraying him as a character.
1: I think... He doesn't have his own episode,
2: right? He doesn't have his own episode. That's what I wanted to mention.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have his own episode, but Tiger and Bunny The Rising, the whole film is pretty much about him. I'll be honest with you. So I'm going to say that if you don't like his portrayal within the anime then and obviously you love the anime and whatnot go and check the film because the film actually gives him shit tons of character development and you kind of understand why he's like this in this anime in the film so there's a lot of stuff that's revealed in the film that we don't unfortunately we don't see within the anime and that's it's understandable because this is an original animation and they obviously have to take risks and there's a certain budget to these things and they can't include everything but you know
2: so I I find myself with pretty much nothing to nothing to add. It's just that um, I'll get I'll I'll give it that much. He's a black gay character, and I'll like I'll commend some right for that. But he rest is just uh, he's just mm-hmm. I, I I can't say I can't say I really enjoy
1: his depiction
2: in the in the anime. So um, I, I want to jump to Blue Rose, my favorite character of the of the whole nice. thing. Um, Why so, is she your favorite character, Tyson? I feel because that blue hair. No, it, no, it, no! It, no it, I, I've done your job for you, Tyson. No, it, no. Let's leave let okay. that for a best girl debate, okay? Let's leave mm-hmm. that for a best girl debate. But as a character, I like mm-hmm. her because um, because of her honesty. She mm-hmm. um, like she never wanted to be a hero. This is not something that she says out of spite or anything. All she wants to do is music. And... Um, she saw in the hero business a platform in which to rise above, um, in which she could develop her music career. And I find that um, her de- her depiction in, in, in that regard is actually quite truthful. It really sells the honesty behind her words. Although, I wouldn't quite say that she doesn't, Uh, enjoy saving people, but the fact that she places one over the other, it felt human. It felt like Mm -hmm. something that, hey, I'm just doing this because I want this. Um, Because I want this other than sorry. So the fact that she came across as genuine, and yes, I will admit that she's also a problematic character with probably most of the show's fan service towards women, in this character itself, but, she also felt, refreshingly human, that's pretty much, all I can, all I can add, on that regard, what do you guys think? Hmm. Um, I'll let Kevin, kind of go on this one, right.
1: okay, I mean, I, I agree with you, I mean, she's not my favorite character, but at the same time, I wouldn't say, she's not my least favorite character, um, but at the same time, yeah, she's honest, but I find that, it's, maybe it's the, Sandaria aspect, I know that it, Shocking that you know, oh my god, Kevin, you aren't um, shipping the Sundari character, but it's that it, it's too uh, archetypal if that's a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. That,
1: that's a thing now, right? It, it's kind of like they for the Sundari part of her personality, it's kind of like a cookie cutter, right? They just they just pulled it right out of the book and that's what they used for that part. Re- of her personality.
2: Really, Kevin, if we're gonna if we're gonna debate that, then pretty much all every character is a cookie cutter of something of a trade or mm-hmm. something.
1: I do agree with that, yeah obviously i'm not saying this anime you know is huge it's not you know um super developed characters right they, they are mm-hmm. all based at, to some extent on uh archetypes right and yeah. that i'd like to say that uh, uh, tiger himself is based off an archetype right like naruto oh my god he just screams naruto right because he's super passionate and he talks about justice and stuff all the time right
0: i can't necessarily comment on on tiger because i haven't seen naruto um but i see what you mean yes he is the typical kind of Hero that does stuff for the good and all that kind of bullshit. Unlike, um, mm-hmm. unlike Bunny, who's kind of a dick. In some he's not like
1: he, the the antihero. He's Batman, basically. He's, uh, he's Deadpool. It, it's like Superman Nudge. and Batman, right? Yeah,
0: oh, in okay. a way, yes. Yeah. that is a perfect analogy. Yes, he is Superman and he's Batman at the same time.
1: Because like, uh, Tiger, you know, he's this ideal. Well, mm-hmm. actually, no, I wouldn't say he's ideal. He's not perfect, right? But he hes not perfect, but he the right, represents the um, idea values. of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a superhero
0: the su- of old, you know? He's like <laughs> exactly. the superhero from from the 30s or from exactly. the 40s, that kind of thing. That's what mm-hmm. people wanted at that particular time. And that's what he is. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of portrayed like that within the anime as well. Like a lot of the other next characters don't have the same view as him. You know, he's yeah. still, everyone thinks he's the old guy. that He's just like, oh man, no one does this to be helpful anymore. And everyone you know does what? this to get points. Now that
1: you bring it up. His age... No, there's, that's probably the reason why he's older than other characters, because he represents the older generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Legend of this this era yeah. where the, the a certain set of values was valorized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the reason I, I didn't say that, um, you know, he's a full-on hero and he's perfect is because he does have his own struggles, right? Um, and the reason why I think, unlike Blue Rose, despite being uh, kind of a cookie-cutter for a character, there is... This huge side of his personality, which is his personal side that gets developed in the anime, and that is his struggles as a father, right? Because Mm -hmm. he's just a human guy, and he wants to do what he believes in, right? Save people, uh, for living, uh, support his family, right? And he has this, this huge struggle with his family because he's away from his daughter, uh, right? He can't be a father, uh, for Kaide, right? So there's a struggle, and that's what makes him human to me, right? And that's very well developed. Whereas um, Blue Rose's problem, her struggle of being, you know, uh, passionate about music but not being passionate about superhero, that's developed mainly over one episode, and after it's referenced l- later on, but it's not really fully developed after that. Whereas Tiger, it's mentioned at the beginning of the anime, and then it's developed uh, throughout the episodes, right? So there's a lot more screen time that's dedicated. To mm-hmm. Tiger as a character than Blue Rose, unfortunately, and that's what distinguishes the two. The
2: advantage, the advantage that Tiger has over Blue Rose is that one is the main character, and one is a secondary character. Yeah. So um, I'm not
1: saying that Blue Rose is bad. But it's just that, the, like you said, the reality is one's the main character and one's the secondary character. And one of my main gripes about this is the way they treat main character, uh, secondary characters. Sorry, and it's that like none of them are bad in my opinion. None of the secondary characters are, you know horrible, but at the same time, I don't think that the anime does them uh, justice because you don't get to see the full extent of what they are in
2: mm-hmm. the anime. Let, let me contest that, contest that point because it goes into a, um, an element of the story that I that I wanted to get into. The whole superhero game show thing being a backdrop to this actual story between the relationship of the two main characters and, its, and their comrades. So... What I felt was that the whole game show concept wasn't really going to work as something extended throughout 25 episodes. So, I started doing the thought process and thought, hey, maybe depicting the life of a superhero in this fictional city isn't what Sunrise is going for with this. Hmm. So, um, So, yeah, I suppose that's one of the disadvantages of being a secondary character. I mean... Not every anime can treat the secondary characters like, for instance, a show like Attack on Titan. The games mm-hmm. pretty much equal screen time to both main and secondary characters, but <clears throat> but I feel that that lack of focus in the whole game show aspect of it, um, it started to show later on during the, during the anime, and it certainly yeah, affected yeah, the secondary characters.
1: I mean. Uh, I completely agree with you there, it's, what, what I like to think of is, um, what was it, it was, um, Nisekoi, alright, and the mm-hmm. point you brought up there was that, you know, how, uh, the original synopsis, synopsis sorry, of the anime is that, you know, there are uh, two children from families that are, you know, uh, at war with each other, and, you know, they're both from crime families, right? That's used as the main synopsis for the first few episodes, but as time goes on, that gradually fades away, and it's just there for background. And it's the same thing with a game show. The game show is a huge deal in the first half of the season or so, right? Mm-hmm. But later, in the second half of the season, it becomes less and less relevant. It's no longer uh, a story that's focused on the game show itself. Rather, the game show is just there to give context uh, to the characters' actions. And that's what I think it is there for.
2: I'm not going to dwell too much on this, but I want to uh, jump onto. Um, I think you guys talk about Tiger a little bit. So. Um, I. I I did manage to. Um, I do agree with the uh, with the fact that he's facing real human, real human problems. Like he's this uh, guy that wants to get acknowledged by his daughter, and that makes him seem more human than Blue Rose. At least Kevin was arguing, but I find myself less invested in his struggle because he's so dull. Um, he's so aloof, and that personally annoys me. In the in the sense that you could throw this sad story about your daughter not noticing you and your own personal struggles, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that that happened. That's part of your character, but it's it's not gonna make me feel any
1: better for you at least. So, are you saying it's his like you know his aloof personality, like upbeat personality, that kind of makes you feel disconnected from the struggle? Is that it?
2: Yes. Yes, okay. if it, it sounds harsh, but, that, but that's how I feel.
1: I mean, I understand you, but at the same time, I think Bish will agree here, is that um, there are some people like that in life, right? Yeah, they, they face huge problems, right? But they don't show it. And to mask yeah. their problems and, you know, what they're going through, they usually you know, they, keep, they, they smile and they, they show them that they're really upbeat and aloof. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're facing issues, right? It's just how they deal with their issues.
2: If It if kind of shows more as a plot device. Because, for instance, no, I wouldn't if, say
0: so. I would say more so that it's a defense mechanism by, you know, you by could, Tiger. You, that's you, potentially you, what I think.
2: You, you could argue that, but, um, but but I felt that had he admitted that he had a problem in the latter, in, in the second half of the show that he that his powers were diminishing and pretty much his old boss confirmed mm. that there was a problem. I mean, if he at least opened up to Barnaby about it, at least this would have been resolved like two episodes or three episodes earlier. But no, I feel I don't, like... I don't it... think
0: so. Like, if I was in his position, this is basically what he wanted to be. He always wanted to be a hero after that whole Mr. Legend situation. Was his name Mr. Legend? I think so. Yeah, Mr. Anyway, Legend. So, even after that whole situation, he wanted to be a hero, and that's all he was. He left his daughter to become a hero. And... It's kind of weird, because leaving your daughter, leaving your parents, whatever, leaving that life behind you to focus on something, and then that turns out to not work anymore or be shit, then it makes him think that, shit, I've just wasted so much time doing this. And I, I understand why he wouldn't want to reveal it as well, because potentially like could it, just um, a replacement for him and that kind of stuff. It's not
2: It's, it, it's, it's not something
0: that to be proud of. It's not something that he would say, okay, I'm just going to tell my partner about this because no, be honest, but not, Barnaby's not, if, a dick in some ways, so we don't know what he could have done.
2: Not if, no if no but if kind of no but 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 look at it this way. You spend the first half of the of the season um developing this relationship between Barnaby and and, and Tiger and then you come to this problem, which is a very serious problem, it jeopardizes career, to
1: just go back to how to how you were I thought, you tr- I thought you trusted your partner. Yeah, but this was very different. This is a very personal issue. And it's stated that, you know, by his brother when he comes back to visit the family, you know, oh, yeah, you've always been one to keep to yourself, right? And I fully understand that as a person because mm-hmm. I kind of see myself in that because I I like to deal with my problems on my own, right? I, I always think that, you know, I'm alone with my struggles, right? And you have to deal with it and fix it yourself, right? So mm-hmm. he didn't, it's very hard at times to talk about your problems. It's not yeah, exactly, easy. Yeah. Right? I, call, I call
2: bullshit because Barnaby opened up Tiger about his problems and I felt that a way they could, But it's two different that,
0: types of people because, you know, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to say that Tiger and Bunny are the same type of person. They're not. Um, They're like, calling
2: it, it, it takes a level
0: of strength and a level of confidence for someone to speak out and say, okay, this is my issue here. And particularly at that time, I can understand why um, why Tiger didn't want to say that. Because he was feeling somewhat um, not pressurized, he was pressurized by the studio, and also he kind of feels shit in comparison to Barnaby, and that's something I've noticed a lot throughout this anime.
1: And like Bish said, to to Tiger, his career is everything because he spent his entire life dedicating, like, he dedicated his entire life to being a hero, right? So if he Mm -hmm. can't be a hero anymore, what the fuck is he gonna do? He can't just yeah. take on another job like Ben right if he can't be a hero then he's kind of worthless right and he doesn't want to, uh, to I'll, do that right? he doesn't I mean, w- it's not easy for him to just you know go oh hey guys I can't be here anymore I'm gonna quit now okay thanks bye right it's, I'll, it's not easy I'll,
2: I'll just stand but this is an issue of trust because hey if Barnaby trusted you why can't you trust him to Help you with your, with your problems, but it's not.
0: And also, not the same another people. thing I have to mention is that there is an age gap. I can understand why um, Barnaby necessarily can trust Tiger to tell him his issues. He's like double his age, so he so might, it, in some so way, see a kind of, relationship? Sort of. Yeah,
3: it's,
0: that's potentially that's what could be going down here. And another thing is that it's it's rare where the older person will tell the younger person their problems. That's just one thing. So. It's rare in anime that you see the senpai saying to the kohai, "Okay, look, this is my problem." Blah blah blah. So, I think
2: mm, that's I the su- issue. As I well. suppose when you put it like that, then yes, I, I can somewhat see the point, although I don't agree with it.
1: You also <laughs> have to, Tyson. You also have to consider, remember the fact that um, the the context, right? The situation, because uh, I think they had the confrontation when uh, Barnaby was really happy and stuff, right? And
3: mm-hmm.
1: Tiger, he doesn't want to ruin his mood, right? So he doesn't want to. Brune the guy's name for announcing that he's quitting because he has personal issues and stuff, right? He doesn't want to kill the mood. That's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to confront Barnaby with his issue. Right?
2: Oh, um just to kind of move bomb, before we go into Barnaby, what do you think of Lunatic? Oh Lunatic. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I love Lunatic, and <laughs> then he was like, Oh,
0: super disappointed, okay. Um tell me why you're disappointed in Lunatic.
1: Okay, uh, but I'll, I'll reiterate this later because it's one of my main gripes about this anime, and that's mm-hmm. in pacing, alright? Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell my gripe right now because it's, it's really... Uh, Lunatic is a huge part of it, right? So, yeah. as you know, okay. uh, Lunatic, he was introduced in the first half of the anime, all right? Yes. And, uh, really, right it,
2: really later, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but the, from the way he's introduced, right, the, the build-up to his the reveal of his identity, you'd, you'd think that, you know... Maybe this guy's one of the main villains for the second half, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I also thought then, that as well! What, what the fuck happens to him? Okay, so he he shows up as a villain. He does. He has no grand plan or anything. He's just there. And then he pops up whenever it's convenient for him to pop up in the plot, All right. So he, he, he shows up. He does his thing. Disappears. And then comes back to save uh, Tiger. And then to kill uh, Maverick. That's fucking it. What happens to him? What, like... There's the background that's developed for him, you know, him being the son of Mr. Legend. That was very interesting. I want to know more about him, about his values, about his personality and stuff. But nope, we're just going to stop it right there. I think that's another
0: thing um, within the anime itself. I know this is a gripe, and I'm going to keep on saying this. Lunatic gets quite a lot of character development in the film.
2: I think. Let's be honest. I am. I am. I, for one. Uh, find that lunatic got enough character development when he looked at his mother um, sternly. When he said that dad isn't here, I think he got he got enough to say, okay, I'm satisfied with this character's role. I don't necessarily want to know about more more about the villain. That's just a plot device when the director wants. People to care for the billing, but Lunatic is not that type of building he he, 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 like the director doesn't want anyone to care about Lunatic. He's it's just
1: like a, it's a misgu like I think it's really misdirection and misinformation here because you're led to believe that he's going to be a big part of the plot, but he's not. He really isn't. So it's this expectation, and there's this really huge gap between the expectation uh, of what he's going to be and what he actually is, right? And that's what really. I think disappointing. I, I, I had, and, and I shared that
2: impression with you. I thought that he was going to play a major, major role in the in the second arc, but his role was limited to uh, save Tiger, kill Maverick. That's it.
1: He was a plot device. Right, that's what he is. He's a plot device. That's pretty okay. much what
2: I had to. That's pretty much what I had to say about um, on Lunatic Bish. You want to add something?
0: What I wanted to say about Lunatic is the reason that I like him is because his story is so dark. And that's, it's kind of nice in a way. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the reason I like the Joker in Batman. Because, you know, he's so kind of fucked up. This guy killed his mum. No? What? Oh, no, no, sorry. No, he, he didn't kill his mom. Shit no. Shit, no. Yeah, he killed big his big dad. Big, he sorry. killed his
2: father. Lunatic killed his father.
0: He killed his father. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and also, he murders criminals. That's something that we forgot to mention. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's this weird vigilante type thing. It's like you don't see it a lot. It's kind of, in a way, it's kind of like Deadpool. In a way. But at the same time, he has no... I think his sense of values has just gone out the window, and that's what I like about him. He's very unpredictable in that sense, and yes, he is used as a plot device for the second kind of arc. But I also like his character design, and I like him as a character. He just looks badass. You don't see many characters like
1: that. Yeah, And Bish, I completely agree with you, but that's why I find him disappointing. He's such an interesting character, right? Has this dark backstory that's not similar to any of the other backstories that we have in this anime, and it's half-assed. It's not developed. You don't get to see more of him. He's not developed as a character to his maximum potential, and that's what made him disappointing. He was just uh, left there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they introduced him they set up a potentially very interesting story, and then they just did, never went through with it. They never developed it.
2: To kind of wrap this but up, do you, think, um, po- do
1: you
0: think potentially there is time to develop it within a twenty-five episode anime that, with such a large thing. cast?
1: There's that's that's my main gripe. There is like uh, at the same time there there are plot issues right with the pacing because there are characters that who are not fully developed. But at the same time, was it realistic to expect? Development from this large cast uh, in such mm-hmm. a short period of time was it realistic of us as a viewers, or you know, from a design standpoint of the studio to be able to uh, fully develop these characters within mm-hmm. twenty-five episodes?
0: I don't think it's that To be honest, this is um, not necessarily a gripe, but I think the studios weren't able to, and that's why they released two films to rectify that. That's all I'm going to say. Tyson, I think it... you were going to say something?
2: Yeah, I um, I um. I can see where Kevin's coming from, but I find myself liking the idea of Lunatic being a character that's almost looming on the heroes before. Um... Mm-hmm. I like Lunatic as this kind of villain that's um, that's kind of just like just there for the hero for to torment the heroes because, I mean, yes, he's a he's a plot device and his character could have been fleshed out better but i find myself saying that he doesn't need to be he just needs to be there it's like um it's like if the heroes are batman he's the joker and he's like Mm -hmm. this perpetual enemy that he that is never really defeated but he brings the tension of hey you have this idea of justice i have this idea of justice
1: and they and but then but then you don't get anything interesting out of that. It's like Team Rocket, you know? Like, they are just tropes at that point, and they can't be taken seriously. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the,
2: the thing is that Team Rocket was, it was made to be tropes, to be, like, this comical...
1: Yeah, um, but I, I don't think that Lunatic is a trope because they give him such an interesting story, and then so if it, you it, create not, an not, interesting not, character and then you just make him a trope, then... You know, Pre
2: precisely, precisely why I'm arguing that the comparison between Lunatic and Team Rocket is just disingenuous because they're nothing alike. But anyway, but anyway um, I pretty much said what I what I had to say in regards to Lunatic. Let's move on to Bunny. And I think Kevin has a very colorful opinion of Bunny. Let's start with mm-hmm.
0: it. No, I just wanted to move on to the point. So, Kevin. Oh.
1: Alright, so, Bunny, um, I. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry for this, but um, prepare your anuses. What? This is going to be another <laughs> Mikasa level rant.
0: Okay, say, say your rant. I'll let you say right. your rant. I
1: don't know, but actually, it might not be like a Mikasa level rant because I, I spent most of my energy ranting about Lunatic and uh, the other character. But anyway. You
0: just rant about uh, everyone in this anime. I don't think you actually no, enjoyed no, this no. anime, did you?
1: I did, I did, but it's just that. I I ranted a lot because I like these characters and it was disappointing to see that a lot of them weren't fully developed, you know? And Mm -hmm. I I admit that's not, you know, a realistic expectation on my part as a viewer from a 25 episode anime, but still, still, despite that, I really liked these characters and I wanted to see more of them. Uh, But anyways, Bunny, (laughs) if I could screen cap right now and show you the amount of shit I posted about him in my notes uh, in the first core, it's unbelievable because... Bunny, he's a prick. Second point, he's still nice. a prick in episode 5, right? And <laughs> what I noticed about him, I don't know why, but I wrote, <laughs> Bunny is basically Risei. Right? I don't know why. It's more fitting for Blue Rose, but he's, he's such a cliche <laughs> character, right? <laughs> yeah, Tyson had to mute his microphone there because he's he just dying. Um, he's such a cliche character. He is like Sasuke, right? He's even more, like, emo- Forgive me for using the word, but he's even, even more emo than Sasuke and Batman combined, alright? And that's saying something. Because he, he, the only thing he gives a shit about is getting revenge, right? And that's kind of like Mikasa, because the only thing she gives a shit about is Eren, 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 right? That's that's what she revolves around. And that's the same thing for, for Bunny in the first core, right? The only thing he gives a shit about is revenge, and he treats everyone else, specifically Tiger, like shit, okay? And... You just—I don't see how anyone could come to like Bunny or Barnaby as a character in the first core, because he acts like a total asshole, which is—I, which is probably intentional, right, on the part of uh, Sunrise. It probably made him uh, uh, a dick. And in fact, for the first core, I noted that he was my least favorite character because of this, right? And I—I I said my notes literally, and I quote: "Basically Batman, but worse." And, yeah, he has an interesting backstory. Again, like Mikasa, you know, it's interesting, you know, it, it's cool, it's traumatizing and stuff, but... Still, your backstory does not excuse you being an asshole, okay? That's what I said about Mikasa, and it's the same thing here with Barnaby. Yeah, you went through lots of shit, but does that excuse you being a total dick to everyone around you? No, it doesn't, right? And this changes in the second quarter. In the second core, I actually like him as a character because you see his more relaxed side, where he's not concerned about this whole Avengers thing, and he can be who he truly is, right? So in the second core, I'm fine with him. I, I like him as a character. Right? He- he's likable. In the first core, he's just, he-, he is literally Hitler. Okay. That that's my rant on mm. part it, right?
0: Okay. Um, what I wanted to say about Barnaby is that I totally agree with your point. He isn't a character that you love straight off from the beginning. I also thought he was a dick and I'm rooting on Team uh, Tiger. But you kind of forget about that with the second core of the anime. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really yeah. give a shit. Like, everything he done, he kind of redeemed himself within the second core of the anime. And I like that. And another thing I liked about um, about Bunny is that his his story type obviously reminds me of batman it's really nice it's not really nice obviously his parents dying but i mean like it's (laughs) it's very nice to see because you rarely kind of see characters like that within um animes at all you know um the revenge story hmm, it wasn't really the best although i did like the backstory behind him but um in regards to other things about bunny is that i think that Everyone likes him for some reason, and I'm not really. Interested. He's
2: the pretty guy of the group. Hey, that's dude, a, dude, that's he is. why. There's but a reason. Like, there's a
1: reason why Barnaby is first and Sky is last. Because nice guys finish last, guys. Right? So
0: no, but I just don't like. If you see, Tumblr, he's like a bad you, boy. <laughs> for example, if you look at Tumblr or if you look at uh, uh, Twitter, there are a, a bunch of people that love Bunny. They're like, oh yeah, look at Bunny. He's so fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't see where his uh, appeal is. I understand that he's basically one of the Backstreet Boys in this anime. Like, he's <laughs> that popular. Kevin, you wouldn't know because that's before your time. But, you know. No, no, I know.
1: That's that, what he that's reminds boys. me of. He's like,
0: oh, yeah. But then, just like the Backstreet Boys, they kind of get irrelevant over a while. And the to it, some extent... I
1: oh, shots fired. B- to
2: I think Bunny does, is kind of irrelevant. Bish, um, oh. there's always oh. the modern-day... Uh, bo- a boy band One Direction the one everyone likes to shit on they're, they're also a boy band and probably yeah. inspired by, by groups like NSYNC Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men stuff like that
0: um, one thing that I also wanted to mention is that he is in the anime like his his name is in the anime Tiger and Bunny but I don't think he needs that see what I mean I don't think he's deserving of Tiger and Bunny I don't think his name should be in the anime I think it just should be called Tiger but that wouldn't be an interesting name, right?
1: I think the reason they did include Tiger and Bunny is because if you look at the amount of development for each character, or at least the amount of screen time allocated to each character, um, Tiger and Bunny are somewhat equal. I think that Tiger probably has a bit more screen time, but uh, mm-hmm. Barnaby definitely has more screen time than the rest of the secondary characters. And that's why...
0: A but he's on, he's on borderline secondary character, essentially. Who, no, Tiger? No, so
1: much screen time. Yeah. No, 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 Bunny, no. Bunny. Bunny, yeah. But the thing is, he gets so much screen time that he kind of is a main character. Like, I don't know. I, course, I just course. think
0: that he's not deserving yeah, he, of he, his name in I, the animation. I,
1: would, I think that some of the secondary characters would have been better main characters mm-hmm. uh, if they had more time. Like, if, if they, they switched out uh, Bunny, right, with another secondary character and developed that character's uh, backstory more I'd have liked it better
0: and another, another thing that um I wanted to say um, before we switch is that how is he kind of okay with the fact that he's lost his powers well he hasn't lost his powers he, he can only use it for a minute now how is he okay with that that's something I want to know
1: yeah that's the ending is something is another gripe that I had um
0: but Kevin let me just say my one of my favorite lines this episode that I've been saying all the time. The films rectify your gripes.
1: Yeah. okay, the Oh films my god. Like gripes, <laughs> but that does not justify the the anime, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's like saying, oh yeah, my my vicious internet's really good when it works. Right? Yeah. Whoa. it's
2: Really good when it works. Whoa. <laughs> that's the fact that it's shit a lot of the time.
1: <laughs> that is
0: shots fired on another level. That's like Tyson nukes and shit. Yeah. You. You know what? You're not going to be on the next episode.
1: <laughs> oh! He's oh. just going to edit me out of this episode completely. It's really just me and Tyson.
0: He, yeah, all of his <laughs> opinions. This is going to be like a 15 minute episode with just <laughs> me and Tyson talking. Yeah. Tyson, you wanted to say a point about Barnaby?
1: Um, about it's, it's a collective it. shit train on uh, Barnaby it, at this point. Not I mean.
2: it, well, I was ready oh. to get to ring Team Barnaby here, but as a, as Kevin succinctly expose his argument I'm actually kind of convinced that yes this is a bit, this is something that <clears throat> that we all experienced throughout the show and
1: I some, can picture and all s- the the fanboys on Tumblr right now you know all those um, Barnaby fangirls just you know furiously typing response to this episode uh, as we're listening right now you know um,
0: but fun fact there is people listening that are big fans of of uh, Barnaby is that you? No, not me. There's um <laughs> I don't want to say who, but
2: there are people listening that will are big fans about me. Anyway, Barnaby. Um I was going to mention that it was probably his way of dealing with the whole thing that, hey, I'm someone that got my parents' skill and I don't want to develop bombs with anyone. I thought it more as a defense mechanism. And yeah. it it, it, yeah. it manifests in people in different ways. At least in the case of Bunny, is is a way that I don't know. The in, that's what that's why I say that you actually managed to convince me, even though I won't I won't be rooting for the Team Tiger. But um, any sort of defense that I could have put it towards Bunny just shattered. Yes, he's a shitty character only the, on the first part not only because his story is driven by revenge but it's also, it's also a dick to the be others i find myself mm-hmm. with nothing to add here really and yeah. i and i was going to fight this fight I'm, I'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave that clear but yeah the, the, the this wall is way too big <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna That's climb cool. it
1: I agree. Like you said, it's a defensive mechanism, right? So he doesn't want, to, maybe he acts the way he, do, he acts in the first court because uh, of the PTSD that he got from witnessing his parents' murder, right? But do the uh, means justify the ends? Does he, him being a, this is like the fact that his parents got killed um, justify him being a douche, right? Because you can be, you can go through a bunch of shit and not be a dick, right? Mm-hmm. The problem here is that he acts like a total dick, at least in the first court. Again, in the second court, he's a lot... uh, his character...
0: But at the same time, we can say the same sort of things about other superheroes with similar backstories. Like, Batman. That guy's a dick as well, let's be honest. Like, he's going against what the police say, and he's going as himself as... I could rant about Batman. Like, Like, your rant can be about anyone with a similar sort of backstory, and I think it's, as you mentioned, his watching his parents being murdered in front of him, I think kind of gives him the reason to become a dick, even if for a little bit. You see no, what but, I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, it, it, my rant here doesn't apply to just Barnaby, even though it is, because, you know, in this anime, we're talking about the one character that is this archetype. I'm ranting against... Uh, all all this this cliche right this archetype of character that applies to no, not only barney but like other people like you know Batman and Mikasa right who suffer these horrible things and then act like douches right so that's my problem with this this type of character it's just not something that i like personally like hmm. it's not something but, I but at the same time
0: me. it's it's somewhat needed for this story wouldn't you say
1: the fact that it's needed i think that's debatable but the fact remains that um, regardless of whether it's needed for the plot or not, it's not pleasant. It's not something I liked. Regardless. You know what I mean? I don't know mm. how you guys feel about that. I don't know, but, I don't know if you guys feel that the, his actions and his personality were justified by his past, but I don't think they are.
0: I think so. I think so. I think seeing someone murdered
1: I mean, can it's affect understandable. you. understandable.
0: But seeing someone that's your parents, that's you know, I can understand him being a dick, completely. Mm. Oh.
1: I mean, the, the difference here is that I can understand him being a dick, right? But, mm-hmm. do I sympathize with that? Do I accept that? No. Yeah, okay. you can Fair understand enough. why he did what he did by Moving
0: the on to the audio-visual components. Um, what do you guys kind of think of the music within the anime? It's
2: like fitting. Tyson. It's fitting. Like if know. if if you think of this, um, if you think of this as a as a game as a game show, then definitely the music's fitting, and also it mm-hmm. evokes a certain uh, su- superhero feel. Although yeah. it is not it, it is not something not a incredibly noteworthy, but at mm-hmm, least mm-hmm. it fitted for what they were going for. Um, okay. But but again, there's really nothing outstanding in there. Like for
1: instance, are you talking about the, Audio. the opening and ending here, or just we're like, just talking initial? about yeah, the, the musical score. General. The musical score, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, like it's not um, it's not noteworthy, but it definitely achieves what they were going for with the with the kind of scenario, with the kind of uh, ambience, the setting that they that they want to put. It definitely fits. Like game show superheroes. Like, you could hear some pieces that were wacky and some pieces that were heavily orchestrated like it's say okay this is something that i hear in a superhero movie so yes mm-hmm. it's fitting in it's fitting in that regard as for opening opening endings this show has two of both i'm gonna say that um and i'm speaking sorely on preference here i prefer the first op and the second ed tyson you've just
0: taken the word straight out of my mouth oh really I com- high i high completely agree with what you're high saying high. Um, I, I just love the, the opening of the first season. It got me really hyped. like, Anyway, if you guys want to listen to it, go on, on YouTube and listen to it. I'm not going to sing the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but it's something that just gets you incredibly hyped for the anime, and I, I love it. Especially for the first season. The second season, it was like, meh. Uh, not, not, sorry, not second season. The second part of the anime, it was just meh, mm-hmm. to be honest. Kevin, do you have any other points?
1: yeah for opening and ending uh I agree I would say that it's nothing noteworthy it's something that uh you know I, I would download save uh and listen to frequently it, it's fitting but it's not something that stands out and for the soundtrack I, I agree with Tyson to a certain extent but I think that the orchestral parts um especially during the scenes where there's also drama going on mm-hmm. um those those moments stuck out especially I, I haven't in my notes here um Where is it? The thing is that... Episode 3 during the bomb scene. That was really tense, right? So there's this orchestral music with the violin in it. And it stuck out and it added to the atmosphere. But I wouldn't say it's on the same level as, say, uh, Tempest or uh, Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. Where Mm -hmm. I would actually, you know, pause the anime and, you know, go search it up because it's that good.
2: Yeah, it's like our perception of what a musical score is was damaged by experiencing chills
1: like Tempest and Attack on Titan.
2: Those have have beastly musical scores.
1: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the golden standard, which to uh, I, I compare uh, other scores now, to be honest, in terms of uh, anime scores.
0: Bish? Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention really heavily, I asked you guys to watch this anime in the original dub, which is the Japanese dub, and there was a reason for that. Uh, can you guys guess what the reason was?
1: I actually can't tell. I cannot. Hang on. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that it, it's about one of the voice actors, isn't it?
0: More Yes, but more so the um, the ending piece. If you see the anime, they have this kind of like next time on Dragon Ball Z type moment where mm-hmm. the voice actors themselves will be like, oh, thanks for watching Tiger and Bunny. And then they'll make a, a small joke which sometimes will be um, based from the animation, like something very comedic. And then they will just show you clips of what happens in the next episode. That is the only reason I asked you to watch the Japanese dub.
1: I thought there was so much more, though. There I is, was actually
2: wondering... I... I, w- I was actually wondering what the hell were those factories for? I mean... The, it, it, the they were heroes... just completely
0: dumb. Like, some of them didn't make any sense.
2: No, it's like... Um, how can I put it? It seemed like um, some Japanese artists that they list their, uh, their quirks and things are just all over them so during those 15 20 second uh ending sequences i felt like i was uh, experiencing an idol or something especially with how uh how well barnaby um spelled out the english titles of the next episode and how goofy uh tiger um exactly they get t- 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 trying to they trying to say the english name was i mean mm-hmm. it, it, that's it that's seemed- what i
0: liked about it and that's what I wanted to bring on with the VA. In uh, English, you don't quite get the same sort of joke going on there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still say the jokes, but it's not as funny, obviously, because they're speaking English. Every All the characters are speaking English and whatnot. Um, I also wanted to say that within those end scenes, like those last 15 seconds, um, in Kotetsu is dead, you see that the tone changes. And, you know, for example, Barnaby would be the only yes. one saying the outro type thing, which is incredibly great. It's not like they make a joke no, in those it, moments. It. He's genuinely sad as if it's just happened. Do you see what I mean? Which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that. Um, so, so, about the, so about the voice acting, I just want to go over this briefly because there were no... Um, Performances that stand the stand out. It, it felt like a, um, it felt like it fit the, like it fit the characters. But again, that's merely the director mm-hmm. doing his job. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the video, the video side of it, this is something that I want to dwell on qu- in quite a bit of my time. Um, since we mentioned in the beginning that this feels inspired by the by American superheroes and, and, and everything. Um, I also felt that the art style that they were going for also feels very American. If I didn't knew better, I would say that Tiger and Bunny came out of an American Uh, studio. uh,
1: I would disagree. I I would say, like you can obviously see the American influences uh, in terms of art and and animation because you know that's what they're going for. They're trying to, uh, in a way, you know, uh, evoke nostalgia from the audience, right? Because I think that they're targeting. you know, people from your age or younger who know, uh, who have experienced and watched superhero shows, right? But I wouldn't say that it's full-on American style because, they, like, especially Blue Rose and stuff, they have anime eyes and all that. So you can see that it is a Japanese animation.
2: No, but, it, no, but it's not something like, say, painting sure. and Stocking. Like, they, they they, completely... For
1: that, they want, that, they want all out. But they,
2: theater, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, but... Um it's like this sort of nuanced uh, art style that like, it's, like, it's, a, it's half Japanese, half American. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm making sense, but that's how, um, that's how I, I feel. I have to
0: kind of agree with you to some point, Tyson, but I wouldn't say it because of the art style itself. Like, um, Kevin mentioned earlier on that, you know, he's uh, he was watching this anime and his, you know people still noticed it as an anime. People didn't say, oh, look at that cartoon. It was still kind of uh, assumed it was an anime, but the thing I kind of agree with on your point in the American kind of thing is that there is—I'm not sure if you may have seen it or not—but there are moments which are rendered in 3D that it is not like necessarily drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, um, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah,
2: that's one great by
0: that's um, well. that's what I'm. I'm personally I'm a big fan of that, uh, and I love it when people use um, 3D programs to to give it that kind of edge. I'm not sure if it was welcome with this within this anime, but obviously I like them using it, and that's also another thing that reminds me of a more American type studio making this kind of thing because it, it is a very American thing to do. I don't see many Japanese studios taking advantage of three D programs within anime.
2: No, it's something it's something that has gradually taken the studios um, by, by storm. Like there are parts in which. The director say, "Hey, let's do this in CG." Mm-hmm. And there were and there were moments in, like for instance, this anime was heavily done in three in in three D animation. But they were but there were some parts in which it it didn't feel natural. And here's what I want to leave you: Tiger and Bunny felt like testing grounds for three D techniques that they were going to use in future Gundam. Like mm. for instance, we already we already established that Sunrise is the studio that does Gundam. And for for instance, uh, Mecha Show is definitely welcome to over to use and overuse to a, a a 3D animation. But but Tiger and Bunny felt like this type of ground with stuff not looking natural. Like for instance, I I even and this is where it got really jarring. Not so much in the battle sequences where the three D bothered me, but they were Things rendered in 3D that made absolutely no sense. For instance, they rendered a banana in 3D and put it in the animation. <laughs> like, what the fuck I, is I that? Think, I think that was a gag. Um,
0: no, 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 no may, I don't may, feel it may was I a interject? Gag. Usually, when so cause when you're using stuff like 3ds or Rhino or a lot of sort of 3D programs, I think that's mainly a testing thing. Because in those programs, there are certain objects that are built into those programs which you're like, why the fuck is this here? And you just plop it in there. Do you know what I mean? Like a like a banana or like a, an apple or like a teapot. Things like that. They're just put into the program to test renders. And I think potentially that was there for that. But I'm not quite sure.
2: They, they were all, there was also um, battle sequences with, uh, for instance, the whole battle between... Barnaby and Tiger in the in, in in the last part of the second of the second arc was quite awkward. seeing that it was not as intense, and I'm gonna attribute that fault directly to the 3D animation. I I, I don't know. It didn't feel as exciting to watch just these two people beating beating each other up while Bar- while Barnaby was trying to um was trying to hit Tiger and stuff like that where it, because the whole suit is rendered in 3D mm. it just his face is just rendered in um, the uh, default or uh, art mode. Okay. It felt really awkward to watch. Really Would you say
0: awkward. because those two things are c- conflicting
2: or it's, ju- it's just that it, it's just that it doesn't uh, come across as a fight, okay? For 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 instance, I mean it's kind of it's kind of the hero's job to not to not get into fistfights, but um, but but when you actually put the technology to test in a fight, like for instance that that scene, it it feels like out of place. It it, it takes me away from the immersion that this show is trying to put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin,
1: so I don't know. I, I have a bit of a an opposite opinion regarding the three uh, D animation, three D CGI. I think that it was pretty well done. I mean, it's not perfect, uh, Mm -hmm. but I think the way it was used was fitting, for the fight scenes at least. And I'm saying this because I recently watched uh, Ghost in the Shell, the 2010 remake. I think it was released in 2010 anyway. But in that, the, the the 3D CGI was pretty cringy, to be honest. And in comparison to that, I think that the 3D CGI in this in Tiger and Bunny was considerably better. You know, it's not perfect, but it got the job done. And it, you know, for an industry where um, 3D animation is so frowned upon, I think that they did a pretty good job with what they had.
2: It's not that it's frowned upon; it's just that it didn't feel fitting. Mm-hmm. And at least in my case, it it, it took away from the immersion.
0: Okay. Um, once again, Tyson, you took the word straight out of my mouth. I think what they could have <laughs> done to to avoid that. Is if they've rendered it differently, like there's different renderers you can use, different techniques you can use. There's like certain ways you can render something so that you only see the line weights, and then they could potentially fill that in the way that they want to. I think it, it, that would have made more I, sense. I feel
2: the frame. I feel the frame was um like in the in the frame the artist drew the skeleton. Like for instance, they did draw the face because that's part. That part is um is definitely not rendered in CGI. That's that that's hand drawn. But uh, but then you put the skeleton like in 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 3D, Mm -hmm. Um, when when I try to think of a way of how the 3D animation could be better, if I think that it was done as testing ground for new technology to probably use in their arguably more popular, well more well known series Gundam, then it makes sense to me.
3: Well, I mean,
2: another thing is that it's not only
0: used in Gundam; it's used in other animations from Sunrise, mm-hmm. like even Love Life, don't. I don't know how they've managed to use it in Love Life, but in the dancing sequences, it's all CG, which is quite.
1: That's
2: actually. But it's done in a good probably, way. It, but probably a but bit. But it probably set the. It probably set the um the the dancers obviously, but it also but it also felt really awkward mm-hmm. to see, and and it just and it just the intro because and and at this episode I've only seen like three episodes of Love Life mm-hmm. and I didn't see any sort of heavy CD
1: uses besides the intro. Wait, hang on, but how are you only three episodes in Love Live and I constantly hear you shitting on Dishes. choice. Do you know why that is? I mean, do you, do you have... know why that is? Why?
0: It's because everyone shits on Nico and it's so unfair and just because me <laughs> and Tommy and um, Elliot ha- love Nico, apparently it's just us against the world now because the, the type of people you'll meet on Annie Twitter is people that love Nico and people that hate Nico. That's how it's split at the moment. So, and the people that hate Nico, for some reason, they have other best girls, but they just focus their time on hating Nico. And to those people, I just say, I don't care, man. I love Nico. You can't change my opinion. And Tyson, when we do talk about love life, this is going to be talked about. Kevin, your point.
1: Alright, so uh, I think it's kind of like you and Tyson versus me in terms of 3D uh, animation here, but I, I do think that it uh, complemented the action scenes pretty well. Because I can't like, picture certain scenes, like action scenes in particular, being done in 2D. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. looked as nice or as smooth in my opinion. Especially, I don't know why, but I keep on thinking of the grappling hook scenes. It's like It wouldn't have looked as smooth uh, in 2D. But there's
0: animes in, in the it. past that have done it in 2D. In 2D, in 2D only?
2: Especially exactly. the very early Gundams. No, I, for a I, I that will, was that, There was no computer technology back then. That was entirely I done up, in
1: 2D. I will bring up a, an example here, all right? Ruby, alright? That's done in 3D. The entire thing is done in 3D. Do you think the animation done by Monty Um, especially for the combat, do you think it would have looked as smooth in 2D?
0: Potentially, yes. I, I don't I think it's. I, did, I, I, I disagree.
1: Seen. I haven't seen
0: Ruby so either. What, what I would say is that I don't think it's the what's type of animation news whether it's 2d or 3d it's about using it correctly and exactly. in the case of Ruby yes 3d animation was used perfectly but in this case I don't think it was used well enough and Tyson does raise a good point it could potentially have been used as a testing ground for Sunrise's future anime especially the Gundam series Okay. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about is the sponsorship within this anime, and that's the reason I actually suggested this anime. More so than anything. Um, what did you guys think of it?
1: Uh, per- Shall mm-hmm. Alright, so, like I said, my first impressions. Uh, it was something that, you know, hit me like a 4x4 when I first watched it, alright? It stands out, it's really apparent, because uh, just, even just watching the, the intro, alright, you have ads plastered for these companies mm-hmm. everywhere, right? And they're not like fictional companies. May I interject? Uh, right? Fun yep. fact,
0: a lot of the companies are owned by one company and that is either SoftBank or Namco Bandai. For example, um, some characters have Ustream that's owned by SoftBank. Hmm. Um, some characters have Calbi. Calbi, that's, uh, that's, for... um, that's a snacks company which is, I think is owned by Pepsi, which I'm not quite sure on that one, but a lot of the other companies are owned by Namco Bandai, like the uh, figure arts. um, A lot of characters also get reused um, sponsors as well. Like, for example, um, multiple characters get Ustream, multiple characters get this company called DMM, which is a streaming service as well. It's that kind of thing. There's a lot of recycling of characters, and mainly... I think it's just one or a couple of big companies just getting sponsorships for services that they already own, and I also think it's a two-way thing. I don't think it's just them gaining the sponsorship for recognition purposes, but the animation studio has given certain rights for um, toy manufacturing or stuff like that to certain companies like Namco Bandai. They make the games for Tiger and Bunny. They also make the uh, mer- pretty much all the merchandise for that. And the same sort of thing with SoftBank. They did some sort of um, promotions like Tiger and Bunny phones, Tiger and Bunny themed things. So there is that sort of um, sharing thing there. Tyson?
2: Yes. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. <clears throat> so what I wanted to mention was... Oh my fucking god! I lost my train of thought. What they good <laughs> no, oh. no, seriously, I got, I got a phone call. Uh, what
1: was it that you were discussing, bitch? Sorry. Uh, the companies this month. Ah, okay.
2: I think it's worth mentioning that there is a combination of both real brands and fake brands. I mean, we we really don't have the time to list through them all, but there are some brands, very notable brands. Like for instance, uh, Ustream is actually a streaming is a streaming company. Pepsi's obviously a brand, a, a mm-hmm. brand a pop stuff like that but the, but the ones that may seem kind of shady like they were made up they are probably made up just just to put that out there um, have you as, done
1: any research on this like do you know for sure that they are it, made up I, brands it, or I, it, uh, it could just be obscure ones that you don't know right
2: no I, I, I made um, I, I made some research not into the specific brands of anything but while I was looking for information on Tiger and Bunny um, one of the topics that really interested me is product placement and mm-hmm. how does this affect the anime overall? And I don't think so.
0: One thing that I wanted to mention in terms of product placement is that we spoke about this before, I think, in a different anime. I can't remember which anime it was,
1: but. It
2: was uh, Kayon. Was it Kayon? Kayon, yes.
0: Oh, yeah with, the, yeah, with the Yamaha and uh, things like that. Within mm-hmm. Tiger and Bunny, it isn't as intrusive. The only thing that I would say is quite intrusive is the Pepsi product placement. Because that just felt like an advertisement. The other thing is you don't see Tiger talking about his sponsors. You don't see Bunny talking about his sponsors with Amazon, that kind of stuff. You don't necessarily see that. They just plastered kind of like a race car driver would have his sponsors on his helmet or on his car, that kind of stuff.
2: It's, it's Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like NASCAR. you know. Yeah, in a way. Like if, like,
0: But I would just say Blue Rose yeah. is... Sponsorship did seem intrusive because you know, she's there's scenes where she's just drinking Pepsi before before going into a fight, drinking Pepsi, and also I have to admit, Pepsi really lost out on the um on which product to choose. I don't know why they went for Pepsi Next because there is such a thing called Pepsi Next, which I'm not sure why they didn't go for Pepsi Next.
2: Do you, do you know what I think? I think that it. It's a wordplay into the powers of the superhero. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, the, the power of the hero are next. No, but that's so, what I'm saying.
0: How come they didn't go for Pepsi Next? Because there is a product called Pepsi Next. With a T. With a T. And also Pepsi okay. Next exists. The first one, the one that they actually show up in the anime. Yeah, that exists. And But I don't know why they didn't go for Pepsi Next, which is actually a thing, which would have made more sense because then it would have been that play on words with the next and that kind of stuff
2: okay so um so just kind of just to kind of finish my research point thing um so one of the topics that i was really interested in reading about was product placement Mm -hmm. and one of the and and i saw many posts um asking about this and people and people were saying yeah it's a mix of both real and fake brands and i also think that um the decision of <clears throat> of including like of including like many brands, in, 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 in. like Bish said that may, most of the brands depicted are owned by one or two brands. I think that they were part of the production committee, and that's why they were chosen.
3: Hmm.
2: And, it, it, and, it, and it and it drastically uh, decreases the cost of licensing costs, and you know and you know stuff like that because making anime is just expensive enough as it is. so um, so when you add in licensing, I think Bish was the one who told me that the uh, the tiger and Bunny manga uh, they, it, it had uh, fake brands yeah instead completely of real fake brands it, it, so you know there's a process that they go through licensing and making everything and that costs some money and anime is already expensive enough to make so why the real brands probably they were on the production committee mm-hmm. for bigger for, for the show uh, Kevin.
1: So two points uh, I was actually expecting some sort of huge um, Pepsi versus uh coca-cola debate here but um <laughs> speaking of the product placements right um I felt that was intrusive right I How think so it was a lot more intrusive than K on because we we're having these these ads literally for which face uh, no but which
0: th- one would you say more so that is the only issue that I have oh. is the Pepsi one because you actually see an advertisement for Pepsi within the episode the other ones make more I mean, sense like i can't really take that seriously because for example if you're watching a sport if you're watching the super bowl you know they're gonna have their sponsors on their t-shirts you know if you're watching yeah. soccer they're gonna have their sponsors on their t-shirts yeah. it's the same sort of yeah. thing and i don't and that's not intrusive and i don't see how this is intrusive the only thing i find intrusive is the pepsi thing that's it the rest can't me,
1: be intrusive it's just the fact that they're it's shoved in your face all the time it's the there are these real bands that you recognize, right? Yeah. Do you think...
2: Um, Bish since you saw the movies, uh, do you think there's anything left for Tiger and Bunny to tell a story around? Or no. It's pre- it pretty
0: much complete. Look, I- I'll tell you something. The first film of Tiger and Bunny... Look, this anime leaves you wanting more. You want to know what happens to to Tiger with his shitty power <laughs> that, that lasts a minute. <laughs> one,
1: one minute Tiger. <laughs> one minute <laughs> Tiger.
0: Yeah, so you really want to know what happens to that and how it would work with the story and how the relationship develops. Um, but obviously there's two films. The first film, Tiger and Bunny, The Rising, is basically those 12 episodes condensed okay. with additional story arc for Tiger, which is talking about his, his uh, marriage and obviously how his wife died and that kind of stuff, which is interesting if you want to know more backstory. Um, it's kind of amazing that they, were, they managed to fit Twelve episodes of anime into two hours, unbelievable. It just shows shows a lot about it. But the Rising, which is the film afterwards, is very um, amazing in the sense that you're you're getting more um, sorry, you're getting more character development from characters like um, not Sky High. What's his name?
3: Shit.
0: Fire uh, okay. Emblem, yes, and also. A blue Rose, which Tyson would be very happy about, and more so, you see how the one-minute Tiger works. And another thing about the the film is that there's more, absolutely more um, side characters, which pisses me off. But there you go. Uh,
1: in my opinion, uh, I, like you said, I was left with a lot of questions uh, at the end of the anime, and I would have liked to, to see more. Right? Because honestly, you know, what happens to the Tiger and his powers? you know, want to see more of Ouroboros because they kind of just left that question unanswered. They're like, oh, is Maverick the last member of Ouroboros? Oh, you'll never find out because he's dead now, right? And they just kind of left it there. And there, I, I felt that, you know, being a person, keep in mind that I'm saying my opinion uh, as a person who has not seen the two films and just the anime, right? Uh, I feel that just the anime uh, ha- left lots of, uh, you know, loose ends that could be tied up and developed for in a second season. Right. Uh, and I think that we can do something interesting with uh, Kaede. Because I was expecting, quite frankly, at the end of the anime, for her to become... like
0: All the stuff, that these gripes that you're having now, is addressed. in the f- And I think, okay. effectively, the film serves as a second season. There isn't much to take Tiger and Bunny to make it a second season, to be honest. I don't think there isn't enough festival material. I don't know where they could take it to make a second season. Because I wouldn't want to see another 12 episodes or even 24 episodes with um, Tiger and his shitty one minute in power, because that's not interesting to me.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that really... I mean, I I would like to see a second season, but it's things like that, you know, little details in terms of plot uh, that would prevent it from being viable.
2: I feel feel that if... from, From what Bish told me, because I haven't seen the movies, if they wanted to do something else within the Tiger and Bunny universe, they could do a side story on Ka- uh, on Kaide becoming a hero, and even though I um, and even though I would feel troubled because of that, it's like retelling the story of uh, retelling the story of Tiger through new eyes. And I'm like, I'm basically watching the same shit I already I already watched. So, been sometimes, but this, let's
0: let's bear in mind, um, Sunrise loves doing that because they're doing the same thing with Love Live.
1: But does Love Live have the same plot problems as Tiger and Bunny? Though, because Tiger and Bunny, like you know, the a very specific, um, no, I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't happening. say Love Live has the same sort of problems because it's an idle anime and it's pretty straightforward.
1: That's a slice of life. Right? You can. It's easy to make uh, second seasons of slice of life anime, and you know, Tiger and Bunny is slice of life in a sense. Like the first core was very slice of life, but towards the second half, it transitioned to a very uh, straightforward uh, plot. So, I don't see how they can progress past that.
2: And, and precisely because that, at least in the universe of Love Life, there are different idol groups, so they can do spin-off after spin-off yeah. after spin-off after and spin-off. That's um, and, and that's what they're doing. And that's what they're doing. But at least in Tiger and Bunny, um, the only way I could see them expanding the story, like I mentioned, Kaede becoming a superhero, and even anything I feel like, what are you doing? Like, Why why is this a thing? So If anything...
1: If anything, like, I think it'd be interesting to pull uh, Akishimoto here and perhaps, you know, have a, a ten-chapter uh, manga thing, right? Or a single volume of manga that, that just gives a bit more uh, detail. But on, to be honest, uh, to
0: be honest why would you need that if you already have the film which already speaks about what happens afterwards? Do, does it cover yeah. Kaede The whole film oh. is about Kaide and Fire Emblem. That, that's just it. Oh, okay. To be honest.
1: So... In that case, yeah, that... The second season really yeah, exactly.
0: This. That's That was the point I was trying to make. Um We've already kind of mentioned quite a lot. We've mentioned our gripes and grumbles. And would you recommend this to a friend? Because I honestly, I would recommend this to a lot of people. Uh, provided that they also go and watch the films as well.
1: I agree because, uh, like you said, yeah, it's, it's an anime, right? And some people who are new to anime uh, might not have a you know, particularly good... Uh, view of, you know, otaku culture, but I think that it's a very good stepping stone uh, into the anime industry and shows in general because it's Japanese, but it tackles things that are very related to uh, Western shows, right? So it references superhero shows that people doubtlessly seen, right? So it's kind of this bridge between Western shows
3: mm-hmm. and animation, uh,
1: you know, in Japanese culture, right? So uh, it's something I'd recommend to new to anime and I think it's a really fun show for people who regularly watch anime as well like as mm-hmm. we've shown.
0: Mm-hmm. Carson, I
2: feel, I feel that I, I agree I would recommend this to people because even though it, it, like superheroes are popular and just because of that single fact it makes the anime accessible to people who are maybe not interested in anime or those who want something to watch Say hey, there's this show about superheroes, that it was done like in the typical Japanese fashion. That you may that you may like. Have a have a look. Tiger and Bunny is available on Hulu. You can go watch it.
1: Yeah, it's not like a typical uh, Japanese anime where there's this you know very cliche uh, story, if you will. You know, it's in this high school setting that is very that's not very popular in Western media, right? We don't have many shows. Um, covering the same sort of lifestyle as an anime, right? So, uh, compared to other anime, *Tiger Bunny* again is very good. It bridges the gap between uh, Western and Japanese culture.
0: So, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of *Get a Life* podcast, Kunai. Remember, you guys can send us your suggestions via Twitter, GALP Kunai at GALP Kunai, and also you can send us an email to my assistant P. And her email address is G A L P dot P E A at gmail.com. Additionally, you can go and check me out on my Twitter page, which is at GetLifePodcast. And Kevin, what's your Twitter page?
1: So uh, my Twitter page is at the Tempest Phoenix, and Phoenix is spelled with an F-E, so it's F-E-N-I-X. And as always, remember to capitalize first out of every word or else I will not read your tweets.
0: just kidding well nice and tyson
1: my twitter
2: handle is at k-a-n-a-y-e underscore so that's kanei underscore also um next time on kunai guys how would you feel about watching a meta anime basically an anime about making anime
0: i've already seen an anime like that so i wouldn't be surprised but more so more so an anime made about manga like it's I mean, about I've, I've the Bakuma? industry and stuff ba, like that, Bakuma? so it's fine.
1: Yeah, Bakuma. Yeah, I've read a manga that self-references the industry, but anime? No, I haven't, so I haven't it, seen one so, so you guys have read a manga about making manga. So next episode,
2: we're going to cover an anime about making anime. We're doing Shirobako. And also, if things go well, we may have a surprise for you next month, um, but... That remains to be seen. So, yeah. we'll Hopefully. So, yeah. We're doing Shirobako next. And that's pretty much it.
0: Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Yay! Alright. See you
2: next time. See you next time.